What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new episode coming right at you. But real quick, word from our sponsors, those fine folks that bring you this episode and many others, week after week after week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of And Now We Drink. The video versions are available now on Vimeo. 99 cents an episode or $6 will get you streaming everything. I'm trying to wrap up the five episodes I'm behind on, and then I will drop like 20 episodes at once. It's fucking ridiculous. But in the meantime, check out the 16 episodes that are up now at www.andwd.net slash videos. They're a lot of fucking fun. There might be some nudity. This week, we're also brought to you by our friends at Loot Crate. Loot Crate is the monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear, it's like Comic-Con in a box with a little less cosplay and a little less waiting at Hall Age. For less than 20 a month, you get six to eight items that include gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items and more. You have to the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. When the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So sign up today at www.trylootcrate.com slash ANWD and enter the code BRIDGE10 to save 10% on a new subscription. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection and sends it to thousands of members worldwide. Each record is pressed exclusively Vinyl Me Please and comes packaged with things you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. You can't beat it. Rad vinyl, rad art, new cocktails. Two of my favorite things in life, music and fucking booze, guys. So Vinyl Me Please isn't like Record of the Month Clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel anytime. If you're looking to beef up your vinyl collection, check out Vinyl Me Please today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Last but not least, we are brought to you by the OG sponsor, our homies at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS and soon to be Google Play. There have been some changes to Laughable, folks. For our iOS users, Laughable is no longer exclusively free. It is now $2 a month, but we'll have exclusive features that you can't get anywhere else. Exclusive comedy, exclusive podcasts, and I believe in Laughable. I believe in their vision. I believe in what they're doing. They are the best fucking podcast app out there. Two measly dollars for less than the cost of a fucking venti coffee. You should support fucking Laughable. Download it now. Give them your two measly dollars. Do it. To be fair, drinking buddies, I pay for the fucking app. I believe in them so much that I'm paying the $2. So if I'm going to pay for it, you should too. Download Laughable today. Subscribe to your favorite podcast and podcasters. Get recommendations in-app. Get exclusive content. Spend that $2. So download Laughable today and find funny. This week's episode is with adult performer Ryder Sky. Ryder and I talk about all sorts of shit. The state of the industry. Some arts and crafts projects. It was a lot of fucking fun. So sit back, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking buddies.
Hey, Ryder, what's going on? Welcome to the Humble Abode. Welcome to a Now We Drink. Thank you. I'm super thrilled that you didn't have to go far to get here. Most people are like, oh, I had to come down from Chatsworth. Or- <laughs> no, I actually grew up in the Valley, so I'm very happy to be far away from the Valley. <laughs> and in Hollywood said. Yeah, you're like, I'm on the civilized side of the hill. <laughs> yeah. the valley. Oh, the Valley's awful. I, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing good about the valley. No, no, not at all. They're... <laughs> the only good thing that the valley's got going for it is the all you can eat sushi place I go to is in Sherman Oaks. Never been there. Uh, I'm always scared of the all you can eat sushi places just because I don't know why it's all you can eat. You know, like, I'm like, all you can eat because, like, like, you know, is the sushi good? I mean, I, it seems a little sketchy sometimes. It's good enough. It's never gotten me sick. It's oh, ta- there you go. That's good. It's tasty. It's still $35 a head, and you figure the average person isn't eating more than, like, two, three rolls. That's true. That's true. So it comes out to, like, 30 head. I make money on it because I'm a fat kid, and I'm just, keep bringing me fish. <laughs> keep it coming. I, I still don't feel sick. Just keep bringing the fish. <laughs> Once I've overeaten, I'm like, okay, that was a mistake. Shouldn't have gotten that last roll. Oh, God. So that's that's when i've got my money's worth i um i'm a, probably a sushi snob because i'm japanese so i grew up with it like my dad used to actually make it oh very cool yeah he used to buy like the full thing you know like the big slabs of fish and just cut it himself that's awesome like you go out to the fish market in the morning and yeah well yeah we go i don't even know where he got it. is this like a fish store and fish stores the fish store is there a fish store i think there's fish stores <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are a fish market yeah and you just, just buy like there's, there's one thing that's really funny is he was my, one of my favorite things, I don't know if you've ever had it, it's called Mutagai is the the name for it, but it says giant clam. It's this, <laughs> it's the most phallic thing ever. It's this giant clam, right? But out, coming out of it is this long, wrinkled thing. And that's actually what you eat. And it looks like a giant penis. That's is that the thing that you bite off the tip and it squirts? No. Well, I don't know that one. Oh, there's been a bunch of videos of like Asian girls. I, <sighs> that sounds really disgusting, though. <laughs> I mean, you know, anything that, I don't know, it just sounds gross. I don't know how I'm going to Google this. I was just about to write in Squirting Asian, and I'm like, I know what I'm going to get when I type that yes. in. <laughs> That's not what I'm looking for right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's actually one of the best. It's so good. And it's crazy because it's a giant muscle, and so what they do is they usually take it, and they hit it against the, the um, table, and it tenses up, and so it's crunchier. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, it's really good. You should try it sometime. I'm down. They, like, you have to go to a really, really authentic Japanese sushi bar, though, in order to find it, because they usually don't have it, like all these like little ones. They don't. I'll just wait until I go back to Japan. Oh, you've been to Japan? I've been in Tokyo twice. Oh. That's, is it? I'm, maybe I'm at two, too. I feel like <laughs> I've, there's only one I remember, because I was really young the first time. <laughs> that doesn't really count. It doesn't. I don't even know the second one does, either. I was, like, 13. But I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, Tokyo is the only place in the world I've gone to twice outside of the U.S. Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah, super cool, right? My favorite place. <laughs> my absolute favorite place. I, my audience is probably really sick of me talking about it, <laughs> how much I love Tokyo. Just, I love the work hard, play hard culture. I love the architecture. I love the people. Even when they're being really uncool to me, they're so polite about it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Japanese people are super cool. It's a, I remember the subways and how they would just close on people. <laughs> there are people like, like literally like trying to get the like briefcase through the subway, and just the doors are just be closing on them. 
<laughs> and people, the guy that shoves people in during rush hour, like, get in there, sorry. Rush hour is insane. <laughs> well, the city swells up to 30 million people during the day. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely fucking nuts. You know, I just didn't even check my camera angle and I finally got it right first try. Awesome. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I probably should have made sure I was in frame. I'm in frame. How'd that happen? Pat myself on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Been a little hungover and already did a show earlier today, so <laughs> it's good. Power through it. Oh, that's I mean, that's what I'm doing. It's like I could nap, but now that that will just end in tears. Like you'd be like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Where the hell is this asshole? He confirmed. Like, well, oh yeah, I gotta do a show. <laughs> Shit. Am I dreaming this? <laughs> I and I was so drunk I slept on the bathroom floor last night. Seriously? Oh, that was has been a fun night. It was a good time. Um, do you remember it? Parts of it. <laughs> uh, last thing I remember is going to Jumbo's Clown Room. Oh. <laughs> uh, apparently, we my buddy's in from Austin, and that's part of the reason hit it hard last night. He's like he's never been to LA, so showing him around. So we that was Jumbo's was bar number five. Oh, okay. Well, it's strip club number five or bar number five? Bar number five. Okay. I don't consider Jumbo's a strip club. It's not really. I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't even know how they dance in there. I used to work over at Cheetah's and I remember going to Jumbo's going like, where's the, the, this isn't a stage. How do they even, or how they're not kicking people in the face when they're like trying to go, like, it's so small. Everything's so small, but it's, it's cool. I it's mean, a fun spot. Yeah. It's always usually, I mean, well, every time I've seen it, it's been packed. Monday night's not so packed, but it was still a good time. It's actually really small, so I guess it would always be packed. Most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Monday night's like the one night you can safely get in there and like, okay, there's not going to be a line. It's not going to be shoulder to shoulder, but the shitty part is on Monday night, it's pretty much just dudes in there. Oh, really? It's like, oh, well, this isn't the cool vibe that it normally has. Yeah, yeah. So, and then apparently we ended up at Harvard and Stone, which I don't remember. I don't know that. It's two doors down from Jumbo. It's a Houston Brothers bar. Oh. It's a cool spot. I don't remember being there last night. Oh, well, but you were, supposedly. <laughs> I trust my buddy. I, I, I trust my buddy. <laughs> then apparently I was a big dick on the way home. <laughs> Usually that can happen. Yeah, just stumbling, pinballing my way down the street. And then I apparently puked my brains out when I got home. Well, maybe less of a hangover today, maybe. Oh, I wasn't really all that hungover today. Oh, a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> it wasn't one of those like, oh, my body. Why? Why did I do myself hangovers? It was like. I'm a little sluggish. Oh, I could probably. Oh, God, why? It's the signs of a professional drinker. It is. Yeah. It is. What was super confusing was my buddy, being a good friend, put a pillow and a blanket on me in the bathroom. <laughs> Very sweet. I woke up super confused. Because <laughs> I've passed out on the bathroom floor before after a hard night of drinking. I have never gotten my pillow and blanket to do it. <laughs> so I'm like, did I do this? Because at first I was just like, wait a minute. This doesn't feel like my bed, but I'm under my blanket and my pillow. Like Stand up, I'm like, I'm in the bath. What? I've never gotten my pillow and blanket and gone into the bathroom before. Usually I just puke and <laughs> kind of pass out holding the toilet. What is going on here? Uh, I'm not going to think about it too hard. Just went in, into bed and crashed back out. Yeah, it's the drunk fairy. Apparently. <laughs> Looking out for you. <laughs> uh, you're not much of a drinker. No, no, not anymore. I kind of, it's it's weird how that, that kind of happened. I used to go, it was webcamming a lot. When I was webcamming a lot, I used to have a drink every day just to just get myself, like, like you know, comfortable enough to webcam. Not that I was uncomfortable webcamming, but it was just, like, more like, a, you know, just be more whatever. Loosen up a little. Yeah. 
And so I used to have like a drink every single day, but then I switched. So I started this company, t-shirt company, and I was working a lot, like a lot. And so I couldn't drink, you know, because I was always doing it. I was working from home. So I was always doing something and I was trying to get that going because I had a business partner whose money it was that I was using. And so therefore I had a lot of pressure to like make it something. And so that, during that time is when I kind of just like stopped drinking because I didn't really have time to as much. Nah, yeah, it makes perfect then, sense. Yeah. Since then, I've just been, yeah, I guess just doing that. And also because it screwed up my schedule. And so now I'm like a night person. I'm not really a day person. So I'm doing a lot of stuff at night. So it doesn't, I can't really drink it. You know, it's just weird. I just, I just stopped drinking. And now I'm such a lightweight. It's kind of like, it's like, I know I have one drink. I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> and that's awesome. I wish I had that problem. Because <laughs> I don't even want to look at my bank statement and see how much I spent on alcohol last night. Well, I just, I make up for it in shopping in general. I spend a lot of money for that. So, you know, I even if I had an alcohol issue too, it would be really bad. I wouldn't have any money. I'd be on the street basically with my Ross shopping bags. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just buying high fashion? No, I well, no, I don't actually buy that much. I, as far as clothes, I don't buy that much because I'm like, so, so I make a lot of my own stuff. Um, but I have this ongoing redoing my apartment. Like, it's an apartment, right? You don't really do much apartment. I did everything to my apartment. I don't know. I really don't think I was supposed to, but it looks a lot better now. <laughs> but, yeah, I, like, redid the entire place, and so that includes, like, decorating and doing all that shit. So I'm always finding new things. And then I, I get bored easy, so then I have to constantly change it, like, the color of the walls and, like, everything in it. <laughs> so I'm always needing to buy stuff for that, you know? I mean, it's like it's an ongoing project. I keep saying it's almost done. Not done yet. It's been done maybe three times, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's awesome. Man. I'm like a regular at Home Depot. Like, they know me there. Like, oh, right this way. You get the priority line. Yeah, this is pretty bad. <laughs> I've seen people come and go there. It's, like, really funny. Like, I even had, like, this one um, chick who, who works there. She's like, oh, shit. I, I didn't know his name. I did. There's one guy who worked there, and I didn't know his name. I still totally forgot. But um, he's, like, he was the nicest guy. And he was always like, oh, what are you working on today? <laughs> you know, like, what project are you working on? And so I talked to him, and he was just so sweet. And he got transferred. And so she, and this, the, this other girl who worked there, she's like, oh, um, whatever his name is, I feel so bad. I don't remember it. It's like, yeah, he wanted me to tell you that he says hello and that he's really sad that he doesn't get to see you all the time now. <laughs> like, that's how much I go there. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I have like actual first relationships with like the people there because it's like I'm there all the time. They all know what I'm up to. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. Everyone but your landlord knows what you're up to. Oh, yes. <laughs> My landlord's an asshole though, so it's okay. Are you at least in a rent controlled place? Yes. Oh. I think is everyone in Hollywood? Oh, it's no. Been, it has to be built. Um, before 1985 or something like that. 79. Uh, so, oh, 79 is what it is? Yeah, my place is old, old, old. It's so old. Actually, the whole place is falling apart. I mean, the guys, it, there's so many things wrong with it that he's, but he's so cheap, the landlord, that he won't do anything to it. Yeah, it sounds like my old place. When I first moved to town, I was living in Little Armenia in a rent-controlled place. And part of the reason I moved out of that place was they just didn't maintain the building. Every other week, like, the elevator would be broken. And it's like, oh, cool, I'm on one of the high floors. Broken elevator cool just roaches in the hallway occasionally that's like, gross yeah, yeah. that's okay. awful my place yeah, the thing is, is like i have such a cool place because it's it's like a bungalow it has no shared walls so it's an individual i have a balcony and i have a patio so i have like a pretty large area it's a one bedroom it was a studio converted to one bedroom it's not huge but it's by itself it's a, and it's like old hollywood style you know the archway like you know the archways have a lot of stuff it's it's awesome 
So like, I never want to move there. It's funny too because everyone always has their eye on my place. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, don't even think about it. I'm like, I put a lot of money into this place already. I'm like, I'm not. That's the thing is, I don't have plan on buying anything. So for me, it's like to redo this. It's not like I'm wasting my money because I don't really. I've been there for eight years or something like that. But um, but yeah, the, the landlord is so cheap. I had literally a leak for most of how long I've lived there, and every single time it would rain, it would break through and it would leak all into my place. And then they'd come over and they'd patch it, and then it happened again. And they'd patch it and it happened again. I told, I told them, I'm like, you need to fix the roof. The problem is the roof. I'm like, you're patching it on the inside. It's not going to do anything because it just breaks through and I have a bunch of water flooding. And then time. you get mold. And and that's the, the other thing too. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure there's a mold problem. I'm like, and so I, I, I almost sued them. Like there's a whole thing where I was like trying to find a lawyer to like sue because he was such a dick about it. I'm like, I have emails going back like four or five years <sighs> asking for this to be fixed and it's still not fixed. And I'm like, and if there's mold in there, we're going to have a problem. But and there might be. I don't. I actually had a mushroom growing through my ceiling. Yeah, there's definitely mold. You think so? Yeah, you think maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe just a little. Maybe yeah, just, just... a mushroom growing out of my ceiling. Yeah, yeah. And no lawyer took the case. No, and I didn't really want to pay because I didn't. You know, I don't. This. But he's the, the the guy. He's oh, he's such a dick. I was so unhappy. Oh, and and um, I was sexually harassed by the the maintenance guy who is not allowed to come near me now because he. <laughs> Why does that guy still have a job? Oh, well, he was promoted. Not only, okay, no, he was promoted and he's been on. So every time they change management companies, he's the only one that stays working for them. This guy. Oh, my. I shouldn't say his name. Probably not. I'll bleep it out. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know why I said that. But anyways, um, so yeah, no, this guy. You should not say and that lives at. <laughs> yeah. And his address is and his phone number. <laughs> yeah, don't, number. don't dox him on the internet. <laughs> it won't end well. But yeah, so that's um, yeah, he's that's just goes to show you how you know on top of their shit they are. They just keep promoting him. Well, and that's the thing. I feel landlords that have rent controlled buildings are just like, I I don't care if you leave, someone else will move in. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but because I've been there so long and I'm so good about paying rent and everything, I think that they like they have so much turnover and they have so many buildings that they don't. It's like one less thing to deal with, so they kind of do like. Like, they'll do, like, the bare, bare, bare minimum just to, like, kind of, like, keep you, to like, quiet a little bit. You know, I mean, it took me a year to get a new dishwasher after mine broke, you know, a year. A and, year, that is. And they gave me a used one that then broke a year later, and then they, oh, no, like, not less than a year later, and then they blame me for it, breaking it, even though, and then it found out, it turned out there was, there was a part that was, like, like, messed up in it. Like, it was, like, so it had nothing to do with me. But it was, like, well, like, it's that kind of thing. It's that difficult to get something fixed. Like, it's, like, half, you have to jump through hoops to just, like, convince them that it needs to be replaced. But it's like, it's ancient. It's like, you bought me an ancient dishwasher to replace a broken one. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And then you're mad that it broke again. <laughs> like, this is one of those things like, you know, I'm going to buy the dishwasher. I'm just not going to pay it to you out of the rent. I'm just going to take it out of the rent. It's, it's, yeah, I'm at the point now where, like, the refrigerator, I just bought a new one. You know, I'm like, I don't, I bought a new one. It's not a great one, but it works, you know. Did your apartment come without a refrigerator? No, it came with one, but it was, yeah, that blew my mind when I first, my first place in LA. I'm like, why is there no fridge? <laughs> like, oh, you got to get your own. They hooked me up with a guy, of course, that they knew. Yeah, of course. It's like, oh, I got a guy who yeah. sold me the fridge. And then when I moved out, I'm like, keep the fridge. I'm moving into a place that has one. I don't need a second refrigerator. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. Uh, but I do have a washer and dryer, which is fantastic because a lot of places in Hollywood do not have a washer and dryer. Yeah, I won't move into a place that at least doesn't have a washer and dryer in the building. I gotta have a parking spot and a washer dryer in the yeah, building. That so, was actually my mind too. The parking spot is just huge, especially especially in there. There's no parking. It's insane. 
I'm not going to sit, like, I'm not going to come back, like, after working all day and look, like, two hours for a freaking parking spot and then just to park, like, two miles from <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a bad situation now. I have two cars. Oh, that's tough. But the second car, I just don't, I only move it on street cleaning days, really. It's like, okay, well, I'll move it on street cleaning days, move it into the garage in a spot that's not really supposed to have a car in it, and then when the street cleaning's over, just run it back out and put it back on the street. Luckily, there's actually a street that's right, like, perpendicular to mine that actually has no street cleaning ever. Awesome. Yes, and so that's, like, the secret spot that you always you can keep your car there if you need to. If you need to, you can keep it there, like, for as long as you want, as long as you're parked within the lines of, you know. But yeah, <laughs> that's, like it. that's like the secret, though. Then you don't have to worry about street cleaning. Street cleaning can be a bitch, too. Yeah. On the right spot. I don't remember what side is it. Go look at the side. Oh, God. <laughs> I have them memorized around here because I do it enough. But I loaned my buddy my car, that car, while we were out and about. I'm like, when you park it, make sure to park it on the Monday side. I don't want to have to come deal with this tomorrow. So like, I don't see any signs. I'm like, there are signs. Make sure you're on the Monday side. There's always signs. There's always signs. This is LA. They're looking. There will be a sign just so they can be like, we told you. Yeah. Enjoy your $80 ticket. Yes, I know. Yeah, so please take my money, please, for bullshit like this. Yeah. Already enjoy the super expensive market that we're in. I know, seriously. And $80 tickets. I'm surprised we all haven't gotten the idea to just stop paying taxes, like every single person. What would happen then? Well... The government arrests you for that. No, everybody, though. If everybody stopped paying taxes at once, what would they do? We can't get everyone to even vote. So I don't think we can get people to just universally stop paying taxes. I know, but wouldn't that be great? Yes and no, until firemen aren't getting paid. And well, yeah, you have to come up with a whole other system, I guess. That's a little problematic. Because, yeah, I don't really expect firefighters to run into a burning building they, unpaid. That's how they get paid? Yep. Through taxes. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, police, fire, first respond, all the first responders. I used to want to be a cop. Did you? Once upon a time. How far did in the process did you get? I got through. I got. I passed the first test, um, and then it was really the. I was very honest when they when I gave them like the like you know background a little you know. Oh, the psych test. Not the psych test. That was more the the um, is I think it was one of the preliminary tests that was that where you have to tell say if whether or not you've done drugs. And that was the one I was honest about. I wasn't 100% honest. <laughs> but I was pretty honest. And I, you know, because I didn't think it was a big deal. But they're between police chiefs at the time and they had a zero tolerance policy. And so they rejected me. And I actually cried. Can you believe that? I was so upset. But I wanted to be a cop because I was, I was at home one day and these two cops showed up at my door because of some problem with the neighbor. And one of the, one of the cops was this little girl who was like, like five feet tall. And she was little. And I'm like, if she could do it. I can do it. I'm like, I want to do it. Yeah, I'm so glad I'm not a cop. <laughs> I'm so glad it didn't work out for me. <laughs> but I got, yeah, I did pass the first test, though. But I know there's like seven or eight of them or something. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty stringent. And it's crazy who gets through to actually be cops. Yeah, it's surprising, actually, considering. And especially, like, the whole mental health aspect. Do you think that they'd be pretty good about the psych thing? But then sometimes, you know. Well, I mean, there are plenty of good cops out there. But I feel like once cops have been on the job for a long time and have gone through some shit, seen some shit, dealt with some other cops that may not be the best people. It changes someone. Yeah, it changes someone. And, you know, I'm sure most people who became police officers got into it because they really wanted to help their fellow man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that you just wake up one day and you're like, 
I want to be a cop because I want to shake people down <laughs> and shoot unarmed civilians. Yeah. You know, I, I'd like to believe that people get into that job with the right intentions and then they just hit a snag somewhere along the way. Yeah, that makes sense. And they don't all hit the snag. I mean, it just. We all become products of our experience, though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's just amazing how going to something with the best intentions and just like, oh, no, due to previous bad experiences, just something goes awry. I was actually just talking to my buddy about that, about my love life. I'm like. <laughs> That's a loaded one. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I may be a little action packed with issues. Yeah. Who isn't? When it comes to that, oh, my God. <laughs> I've got a whole freaking, I want to say, a five-story building filled with baggage. <laughs> Especially in this town. It's just It's tough. Is LA's tough. LA's a it's an interesting one. It's I feel like everybody comes here thinking that they're supposed to be something. Like there's a type of there's a the LA type of person, but the LA type of person actually isn't. Like the actual LA person is so different from what everybody thinks the LA person is. Because it's like the, the, the people I that I know that are from LA, they're actually from LA are so down to earth and like just like because we it's like you, we just sit back and see everything. We don't really like we never came with any expectations of what we think we're supposed to be and whatever. Well, I also think that it also depends on what neighborhood you come in and what circumstances you're coming up. Because I've definitely met some celebrities' kids who are not the best people. Oh, oh, who are from here? Yeah. Oh, I think that, well, I think that just the, the, the whole wealth, like being in, growing up in that environment of just like wealth and getting everything you want, that right there will definitely, that's, that's uh, definitely not typical, <laughs> you know, but I definitely think that money screws people up yeah if you've never had to work for anything oh yeah no it, you're it just fucks you, up things yeah because it's like this that and then the sense of entitlement and i mean there's so much to that but that's definitely never having to work i think that there is definitely something to say about having to work hard for for your money and like having to earn something and, and get like the satisfaction of like actually like putting in the effort and then seeing what you get back from it and facing possible disappointment when things don't go right yes not just getting things like just whenever you want i mean that i definitely makes kind of a waste of a person to be honest <laughs> for the most part i mean not in every situation there are some people who have better values maybe there's i don't know i think it all depends on how your parents are yeah definitely how you raise that was the thing is that my parents were they were they didn't like my dad came here with a hundred dollars in his pocket from japan and he had nothing and he's a multi-millionaire now, a millionaire now because he worked his ass off, isn't it? you know, and he was successful. But because he had to do that, he always taught me like you have to work hard. Like everything was always about working hard, and you have to earn, you know, earn. Like it's like, it's the, like my my credit score is like the most important thing to me. <laughs> like it's like that's like a reflection of who I am. And so, it, and my credit score got down to really low at one point. It was like I'm over. It's over. It's all over. <laughs> but like you know, it's like I was taught that you need to work for you know you need to work hard and. Be focused and know what you want, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it just depends. Well, I also think that's just cultural Japanese right there. Oh, the work hard aspect? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, you know, he never really, like, pushed me to, to go to school or anything. Like, I mean, I went to college, and I, but he was, but that was more my mom. My dad was like, just learn how to type. That's all you need to do. I'm like, oh, thanks, Dad. Dream big. <laughs> Dad's like, you can be a secretary. It's cool. Yeah, it's really what he's like. It's all you expected of me. I'm like, you have a company. You're not even going to be like, yeah, I'm going to train you to take over the company. I was like, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> so. Why? Why is it just like, why did he not want um, to get into the family business? I don't know. I don't never really ask to that. I just, I don't think he had really high expectations of me in general. Just I think that's what it was. Because he said, don't go to school. He's like, you don't waste your money. You just learn how to type. That's what he used to always say. But my mom's like, 
you're gonna be the first person to go to college you're gonna go to college you know it's like we need you to go to college and so well that's interesting because it's like well your dad made millions without going to college yes he did he was an artist though he was in very he was he was one of those people who was lucky enough to be um skilled and very creative a very creative person very talented in art also business which is not ways you know no that rarely happens yeah that's i'm i'm a very artistic i am awful at the <laughs> business like I, that's the thing is i have like a jewelry store i make jewelry and i make clothing and this or that but i can make it all day long i get ideas every second but when it comes to selling it i'm awful i'm just <laughs> awful with my like when it comes to money i don't like dealing with money like i don't like talking about money and dealing with money so i just i'm like just take it and i end up giving shit away because i'm just like i don't like dealing with the money aspect and the business aspect i'm i'm terrible when it comes to that but i can make i can make things like make things like crazy i have a, so much shit <laughs> i was like inventory up the ass but i just can't sell it for sure what all are you making you're making jewelry you're making clothing what else what what, what else yeah what um what else do i make yeah well um well like i mean not to sell but i do like i started doing like tiling like um, mosaics and stuff like that i just started doing just for fun um, so I have made, I've actually built tables and then did a mosaic on them. That's awesome. Um, and I like to build things too. That's why I like the Home Depot aspect. Like I literally like I refinished more floors. I refinished <laughs> them, but then I end up after that just actually putting flooring over my flooring. So <laughs> it looks much better. But I had a little issue. I went through like three sanders, three hand sanders when I was refinishing my floors, and I broke all of them. <laughs> Thank God for Home Depot's um, return policy. But <laughs> but yeah, I like I like um. I like building things. I like anything really that has to do. I paint. I mean, I don't paint. I haven't painted in a while, but I can do that too. I have had a bunch of paintings I've done. I've, I could pretty much anything I've that I had a t-shirt company. I used to do the, I used to screen print. I learned how to screen print and um, do like heat press and all that. I had all the equipment for it. Like I used to say that my, um, I turned my apartment into a mini fact, um, what is it, a factory because I had like all the different stations of like, you know, to do all the stuff. You're like the dyes here, the, yeah. Screen printing's here. Most people just, like, you know, send it off to get it done. But, no, I said, I can do it myself. <laughs> That's what I say about everything. I'll do it myself. So I know how to do a lot of stuff. I mean, I even learned how to do plumbing and stuff like that to fix my place. That's awesome. And electrician. You're probably much more handy than I am. I could fix a lot. Yeah. Mediocre, I... though. Let me just be clear about this. In a very mediocre fashion. I can do it all. And I usually will do it wrong about three times before I get it right, but I will finally figure it out because I'm very stubborn and I'll keep going at it until I do. See, I just get frustrated and be like, fuck this, I'm hiring somebody. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can do it myself. And I end up spending way more <laughs> because I mess it up so many times. But, I, but then I'm like determined and I always do figure it out because I, I, it's very rare. Plumbing is the one thing I cannot, I hate plumbing. I don't know why anyone wants to be a plumber. I think it's the most awful job ever. And I hate it because I suck at it. Um, but like, and I have hired someone because I actually did at one point give up, which I hate saying, but I did. But like, you know, there are certain things, but for the most part, I always try to figure out myself first. And if I can't do it, then I'll. Well, I think people want to become a plumber just because it's a good, really yeah, it's a good paying job. And not a lot of people want to do it. It's, I have to say though, that, I mean, as far as they definitely earn their money because it is, a, it's an awful job. Oh yeah. And <laughs> if you're just dealing with what people flush down the toilet, like not even just human excrement, just stupid things like oh tampons and you know, all sorts. <laughs> I got my um the my old maintenance guy this is a long time ago I had a fish tank and I had this um giant this big fish and I he died and I flushed him down the toilet and then my toilet ended up <laughs> clogging and I called him and he's like what did you put down here I'm like well I kind of flushed my fish it was a little big and he's like are you serious I'm like what that's what you're supposed to do with them <laughs> right you flushed them down the toilet they didn't say there's a size limit on them <laughs> 
But there is. Apparently, have really, really thin small pipes. <laughs> oh, I made it out of the toilet and stuck somewhere in the pipes? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. I know. <laughs> like, if it was in, like, the toilet part of it, it like, they could snake it out. Like, oh, it's down the... Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. I'm but... sure they didn't get to it right away. It probably started to smell. Um, I don't know if it got that. No, it didn't get that far. He... Yeah, at the time, the maintenance guy, he was, he was pretty good. That was before this one, who now isn't allowed in my apartment. They always have to find someone else, so it's always, that makes me even more difficult, and that's why the owner hates me even more, is because they're like, oh, now we have to find some alternative maintenance guy to come see you, because you need special, you know, because, and well, I'm sorry, I'm not lucky to get back in my place. He like, Yeah, he was a creep. Oh, he was such a creep. He told me, he, he asked to see my full tattoo, which he knew went all the way down, like my entire side of my... It's possible he might have known who I was just because, like, it was way too inappropriate to say just to anybody. And he saw that I had a stripper pole, and he asked me to strip for him, and he said he had $100 for me if I took my clothes off. And I was, like, alone in my apartment. I'm like, seriously? Like, inappropriate? Like, so inappropriate. And yeah, that's super like, inappropriate. Oh, my God. Like, what? Like, what? what? And so, and, and I'm the only one that that happened to, so it's possible he might have thought that he could get, you know. Well, yeah, even if he doesn't, like, recognize you it's still like oh you're a sex worker aren't you and maybe yeah but yeah but do I, I don't think i come off as one well just the, but the stripper pole inside the middle of my living room could have been something yeah he could have just been like oh she got a stripper pole maybe maybe if she's not a sex worker she has a fantasy about being one and i got a hundred <laughs> for you girl yeah. oh so inappropriate he's such a creep and and they didn't believe me like but the first the first manager that was there when i told him about the guy he laughed he thought it was hilarious and i'm like are you serious I'm like, okay. That's fucked. Oh, it's so, it's so bad. Then I went to the owner after that. And I'm like, because I was just, because the thing is, I'd been holding off on having anything done because I didn't want to deal with it. So I just didn't call him. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say something because this is ridiculous. I shouldn't like not. You shouldn't feel uncomfortable in your own fucking home. Yeah. And I, at the time I lived alone. And so I was like, it was really like, it was just it was so inappropriate. And so now I'm just, now I have, it's a, I've been kind of a bitch ever since because I keep by hiring new management companies, but they keep bringing this guy with them everywhere. Every time they get a new one, this guy is still the same maintenance guy. I'm like, what is going on there? I don't know. He's like herpes. He just never goes away. Seriously. <laughs> like, dude, can I just be rid of you? Please. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, maybe he'll just drop dead at some point. But I, so I, I did, for the most part, figure out how to do everything myself, though. Because even like with the, the plumbing, they're like, oh, we're going to have to get a plumber here. And I go and look at it, and there's a huge hole in the um the p-trap the hole like through the metal there's a hole it like unburned through and i'm like and you don't know why it's leaking and so i'm like okay and i just went to home depot bought a new one replaced it and fixed it and i'm like you guys needed a plumber for this i'm like i just figured it out and i didn't even need to like i'm like it took two seconds because there's a hole in it i'm like that's why it's leaking like it's not brain surgery oh my god that's ridiculous yeah uh, Fun times. Definitely. My life sounds so interesting, doesn't it? It's really interesting. <laughs> You're building shit at Home Depot. That's fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> I just don't like being bored. There's no, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like, boredom is what is death. It's awful. Well, the thing is, is if everything slows down, then I start getting, like, like I, like, drop the ball on everything. Like, I have to have a good, like, pace. Like, my life has to be running at a good pace for me to keep up with everything and be on top of everything. Otherwise, if it starts to slow down, then everything does. And I just start, like, you know, I don't do simple things. And it's just, like, so I have to, I have to keep like, moving. I'm always moving. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know, what's the old saying? Rolling stone gathers no moss. Yeah. So there's absolutely, and especially in this town, like, 
always just hustling and always doing stuff is much better than just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. Yeah, I Wait. don't know how people can do it. Some people just like sitting around just watching TV all day and like, how do you do it? I would, I can't do that. I can't, I can't not get something done during the day. Like I have to be like somewhat productive or else I feel like I wasted. So yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Like I'll sit down and just veg out for a day and then feel super guilty that I did it. <laughs> Like, oh, there's so much shit I need to get done. Yeah. And feel super guilty that I didn't get anything done. But on the other hand, it's like, you need those days for your mental health occasionally. Yeah. And I do have a way of finding, like, this the list of things I need to do. And there's a list of things that I want to do. And I tend to look really busy, but all the need to do stuff tends to get like, pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And like, well, I did a lot today, only unfortunately it wasn't any of the necessary things. <laughs> well, I didn't go grocery shopping, but mosaic the table. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's the thing is I get caught up in these projects and then my place gets like completely in shambles like when I do it. And then it's like I need to finish it, but then it takes so long and there's all these things I need to be doing and I'm not doing them just trying to get this in. And this stuff is so unnecessary. <laughs> it's just like for me. <laughs> hey, that doesn't make it unnecessary. It just, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to not just sit around and Twiddle your thumbs, as I said. No, it, it's necessary. It may not be as productive as another thing, but it's necessary. Well, I consider the, thing, the fact that I'm always learning new things in the process. So that's something, right? Like, yeah, like, it's like I'm constantly learning. That's like, so, so it's like a new skill that I'm going to be mediocre at. For now. Yeah. Eventually, you'll be proficient at it. Well, yeah, I mean... Or do you get distracted by something else and never get back to it? No, I do. I, I do get that. Okay, that does happen where I get distracted because I'm super ADHD. I mean, like, super, super. It's bad. I usually have five projects, like, happening at <laughs> once, and I rotate through them. So, it's like, I always tell people, like, I'm going to finish it. It's just going to take me a little bit longer because I have all these other things I'm doing at the same time. So, it's not like I'm just focusing on one thing. So, I do, like, five different things, and I just literally rotate through because I get bored. So, I'll be like, okay, I'll do this for I am bored of that. I'm going to get start this again, and I'll just jump from place to place. But, um... But yeah, so it's like, I mean, there's only a couple of things that I actually like will work at, work at, work at until I'm good. And that's like like the sewing thing, like the making clothes, like that thing. That's something like if I like I'll design something and then I'll make it and then I'll make it like another five times just so I can get it down before I don't even have to like think about it anymore. So I'll do that. Like, you know, I'll work at something like that. But like other things I don't, I'm not really trying to be like the best at it. I'm just trying to just figure it out. That's awesome. So when you're making shirts, like, what sort of designs? Like, what do you? Oh, I take well for designs wise for clothing. I just I t- I buy. I have a ton of these vintage 1960s, 1970s patterns that I will make and then redesign into something like a little more, usually sluttier. <laughs> like a lot of you because know, some of them are kind of conservative. I mean, I do like the bell bottoms. Like, I'm still I'm 100 all about like whole like like wide legs with pants with like the bell bottom look. The fucking skinny jean things, I'm sorry. I never really warmed up to it. I feel like it's only, like, they're made for tall, skinny girls. Not just everybody. And it became a just everybody thing when they decided to add spandex to it and then made these, like, jeans that look like jeans, but they're spandex. So yeah. They fit anybody, you know, but they're not made for, like, everyone's body. As the movie Hackers once said, spandex is a privilege, not a right. Yes, it is. So, it very much is. <laughs> And so that's that's the thing is that like I just I'm not I've never really liked that and so I never did that <laughs> that, that, that whole thing um, and so I just I tried yeah just like redesign them so I have like that's the style and then I just make it a little bit more like modern ish 
but still have the the flair of like the seventies, you know, because some of the the fashion that like back then was just so cool. I'm and I'm like a total hippie. Hence the tie dye. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and I tie dye too. I oh, very this, cool. I made this dress. Did you? Yeah. Oh, very cool. I like to just tie dye things and cut them up and like t-shirts and stuff. I do the t-shirt cutting all kinds of shit like that. So if you watch the video version, you can see the amazing outfit. Yeah, yeah. If you're just on audio, you have to imagine it. Yes, it's his dress. That's tie dyed. That's about. That's about, that's about it. About it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Considered a crop top, right? It's a yeah, yeah, or not crop top. It's a off. It's a sleeveless, like it's a, a tube top, tube top, tube top. Okay, type of thing. I'm a dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I made it. It's okay. <laughs> so, so you gone to any shows recently? Like shows, music. Was less. Oh no, I'm, I haven't been to a concert in a while. I did. I am going to see Monsters and Men in September. Um, but my music style is like I'm like I'm really into like classic classic rock like you know I, well, I kind of figured with the the hippie vibe you yeah know. like I like the Stones I heard the Stones uh, just played they did they and just I played missed the bowl. it I didn't even know I didn't even know and I'm so upset that I missed it because I didn't know and that's my fault and I'm so bummed because I would love I've not seen them I'd love to see them once before they die yeah the Stones just played Dead and Company played a couple months ago you know there's this one concert that I'm still to this day I'm gonna regret it forever but that really that I missed not that wasn't like that was like a few years ago. When it was the Stones and it was Bob Dylan and the Who, and they all played it like where Coachella, like Coachella, they all played over there, and it was right on my birthday, and I didn't go, and I'm so upset. Why didn't you go? That that was, was, it was probably the last time they're all gonna play together too. Yeah, people in that lineup are gonna be dead soon. I know, and the fact that I haven't seen, I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I was definitely born in the wrong generation for sure, because I love. I just watched Woodstock, that um, documentary. Because it's the 50th anniversary this year. Oh, is it? The, the documentary is incredible. It's so cool. It was like, so like what a like whole, oh, it's so cool. Like, nothing like that will ever happen again. Because, no, we proved it in Woodstock 99. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> People raping each other, starting fires, throwing shit. No, because the whole point of that one was the fact that they like all were like there with no rules whatsoever, and they managed to like, find ways to like get through it like because there was like they ran out of food at one point and they started like making food for each other and like getting like the town was like donating food to, i mean it was like so cool and now it's like really and what is that is this just you know what i'm gonna blame it all on the narcissist generation generation narcissist what do they call this one <laughs> well, i mean i think it's the last couple generations really mm. yeah it's definitely but it's definitely yeah, i know the difference it's it's the it's the social media. It's the what's well, the social media? It's American Idol. It's me me me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? If you wait in line for hours, you can be on television. You can be famous. You don't necessarily have to have any real talent. Oh no, it's just look at me, look at me. Why? I don't know, but just do it anyways. <laughs> just look at me. I mean, I'm also guilty of that. I do host a podcast. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it just depends. On, like, I mean, I do porn, but like, you know, it's not. I think it's just a different mind frame on the. Well, but the difference there is someone hired you to do porn. Right, right. You're not no one hired me to do this podcast. Oh, well. Oh, because you think that you have something interesting to say to people. Is that what you're saying? No, I just have a giant ego and I just want to put it out there. Oh, that's okay. Most guys do. Most guys have. And the ego is usually the biggest problem with guys, is their ego. Oh, it's definitely part of my problem. I always say it makes guys stupid. No, that's generally our penises. Oh, I thought those were the same thing. 
No, thankfully my ego's not tied to my penis. Although they do communicate on a regular basis, though. Well, one just kind of steers, and the other one's like, well, that's also a good plan. <laughs> I'm not going to say which one's which, but... <laughs> then, I mean, they kind of take turns steering the boat. It's like, yeah, she's definitely into me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? No, there's no basis in reality on that. Pierce is like, but I want to be in there, man. <laughs> so I agree with the ego. She's totally into you, bro. We're going to go for this. How does that work out for you? I do all right. Yeah, like 50-50? 70-40? Well, I, at least I could do math. I mean, yeah, I put in 110%. Hundred Okay. No, I mean, it works out all right. Dating, and as we discussed earlier, dating in this town sucks. And then when you're action-packed with issues, like, my ass. Mm. <laughs> I'm in this weird place where, you know, I, work, I do work in the industry on top of this, but I'm not a performer. I've never wanted to be a performer. But I get the same sort of treatment from civilians that is if I was a performer at times. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Like, oh, you do work in porn? I'm out. Yeah. But on the flip side, I've dated some performers who are like, I don't really want to date anyone who's not a performer because they are worried about the jealousy issues. Oh, that's so funny because I only date people who are not in porn. I won't date anybody in, in porn. But so. I feel you're the exception, not the rule there. Oh, and I probably am, but I, that's a, the whole uh, don't shit where you eat type of uh, mentality. I see it both ways. On one hand, yeah, don't shit where you eat. Don't have a have to add some dude to your no list because you two were involved at some point. Well, that's the thing is that it's a drama factor because like, you know. Because it's high school already? It's, it's high, it, the industry is high school. I mean, it is the equivalent to high school and there's a whole, you know, and I don't want to like, and the, the way that I am able to do, to do the job is to look at it like a job. And I don't like, and I try to be professional and do, you know, do the best I can. So I don't want to go to work and have like, hear somebody like gossiping about my boyfriend or like talking to, or something that's going to affect my ability to do my job. Like, I don't want to get emotional or whatever because I heard something or this person like just wants to be like a total like cunt about something. I don't want to like be, I don't want it to interfere with my, my job. And so that's the only way I can do that is to completely separate it. So that, but I mean, then again, I was married when I started working, when I started in the industry, I was married at the time. So I guess that maybe that helped out with that. I was, he wasn't in the industry. He was, completely out of the industry and so it, maybe that's why i just always just figured since that worked i mean it works when we were together you know i mean the, if, but because, because that worked then i just and I, I guess maybe i got lucky with the people i dated because none of them were jealous and they all understood that i did have like a clear line between work and, and well and I, there are definitely a lot of jealous dudes out there mm-hmm. i totally get that there are a lot of performers that have probably been burned once twice three times by dudes who say they're cool with it and then not mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I've been, like I said, I've been lucky. They, I, but I, but I always was very good at making the guy I was dating feel like they was they were the only one I wanted, you know. And they were, they saw that, I, and I was very open about my job, so I would, t- you know, talk about it, tell my entire day, no big deal, you know. Like, and so because I think I was so open, and because I was like, and you're almost probably almost clinical about it, like it was just, you know, like I'll be bitching about whatever, like this or that, you know, happened whatever. But I was because I was so up, like it was so easy for me to talk about. There was never like if they, anyone felt I was hiding anything from them. It was never that problem, you know, because I was just like, you know, whatever. And it's a job. It is a job. At the end of the day, it's always a job. Oh, 100%. That's why I'm able to date performers because I know it's just a job. And I know in a lot of cases, they don't want anything to do with their scene partners outside of getting paid. Yeah. You just go to work and you, you know, it's like you meet them, you go, hey, what's up? And then when you leave, you go, see you later. Bye. Go All right. See you on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, no big thing, but like I was starting to date a performer a couple of years ago, and like 
she didn't live in town. And I was hitting her up like while she was in town, like, hey, you know, are you working? And it wasn't like me checking up to see if she's working. I just wanted to spend time with her. And then she dropped a, you know, I think I, I only want to date performers. I'm like, girl, I'm not jealous. I'm literally just trying to spend time with you. <laughs> me asking if you're working was just to see, hey, are you free to hang out? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a certain, you kind of get like, girls get kind of like a, they're just so used to a certain like t- type of treatment from people or just like how, you know, or just so used to getting the same kind of reaction from people that they, they, they kind of like, it's just automatically, they just default to that. As we went talk about earlier, experiences color everything. Yes. Yes, for sure. I mean, I did like, I got to the point where it's just like, I just had to assume that any guy who asked me to dinner didn't really want to have dinner with me. They just want to fuck me. And so dinner was just like a way to do that. And you can always assume that it's going to be a one-time thing because they're not going to really want more from you. So I just got to the point where, like, if anyone asked me to dinner, I'm just like, do you want to just come over? I'm like, honestly, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to dinner with you and make myself think that it's going to be anything more than that because I already know that's how this goes, you know? It's like, it gets the, it's kind of like, it's kind of disheartening a little bit, like, when you get, when you start to realize that it's, like, the same shit, you know, because every guy, it's like, it seems like every guy wants to fuck a porn star just to say that they fucked a porn star, but they don't really want anything else from you. They just want to be able to say that they did it. Yeah, which is silly bragging rights in the first place. Like, you're fucking someone that the world has seen fuck. That multiple other people have photographic and video proof that they have fucked. Is, is that something you really care to brag about? Like, I think Because if... I didn't mean to cut okay. you off. But say you fucked the girl that is at the bar who's fucked everyone else at the bar. Would you be bragging about that? I think it's the, the mentality, though, that like they, everyone thinks that you know, the porn stars are like, like really 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 like experience like they know what they're doing they're like and they, and they and also too guys have this assumption that if you fuck a porn star then you must have a big cock because porn stars only do like you know only fuck guys with huge cocks because that's you know so i think there's all these like um these um things that are tied to it these stereotypes and assumptions that are tied to what it means to be but it's true though it's like if the, if the theory is that we're all like we're all really easy and we're like you can just fuck us at any like you know we'll just fuck anybody like the pizza guy or whatever <laughs> anybody who shows up oh yeah i'll fuck you you know you're here you know it's like i think it, there is because there's a huge the, like idea that that's exactly what happens yeah and keanu reeves murders a bunch of people on a daily basis because that's what he does on film <laughs> exactly it's the same thing it's- oh it's, it's it's ridiculous but i get it but i get even on social media there's all these guys who are just like here's a picture of my cock do you want to go out? I'm like, um, no. <laughs> I'm like, but thanks for the photo, I guess. Like, what does that mean? Is that you know, like your resume? Like, I don't understand what that even means. Well, my thought process on this, I have no way to verify if this is what's really happening in the mind of someone who sends a dick pic. In their mind, they would be ecstatic if someone that they were attracted to just sent them an unsolicited nude. So the, you know, what would make me happy? An awesome unsolicited nude. If I send this girl an un- awesome unsolicited nude, maybe she'll like me. I would like someone who'd send me one. <laughs> I mean, this is just my theory. It's, it's actually a pretty decent theory. It's pretty funny, though. But it just goes to show you how simple guys are and they're thinking, which they all very much, very much are. Simple. No, but simple. I, I mean, no, I'm not arguing I'm simple. Not in the stupidity factor, although I could just argue that as well. But I don't mean like that, but just in the, like... Just very simple. Like everything's just very what it is. It's like you don't think too much into it because if you do, you're gonna go way past the point of what guys usually think. Help how they usually think. It's just the basis of what it is is probably what it is. Yeah, I mean they're doing what they want, like what they would want to get themselves. Yeah, exactly. There's no forethought on 
hey, this is an individual person that has different wants and needs than me. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a total trick thing to do. Yeah. Overprocess everything. But, I mean, that's just my theory. I, I, I'd like to see if there's something way that I could prove it. But Actually, I, that, that would actually be, or maybe I'm going to have to like tweet something like that. I'm going to have to like, tweet out like, just a question and say, for all of you who sent out dick pics, <laughs> what what reasons do you have for doing it? I don't even know how I would word it word to make it not sound like I was being a total dick about it. But no. I'm just kind of it's like to make it sound like just a question. Like what motivates you to send a dick pic? Yeah, what is your main motivation? Just curious. Yeah, well, obviously to get laid. <laughs> What's your rationale for? Yeah, for send, sending, you... sending an unsolicited dick pic. Because I am super curious about that. What the like the majority of people would say. Be curious to see if you actually got honest answers out of these dudes, too. But it's funny when you get the, the question, like, is it okay if I send you a picture of me? Sure. And then you get a picture of the penis. And I'm like, this is a picture of you? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's changed. <laughs> For a short while, we had, um, when I first launched the show, we had a segment where, because my original co-host is a performer, we had a segment where we would rate everything but the dick in a dick pic that she'd get. Like, we talk about the background, what they were wearing, what they weren't wearing, where they took it, what the lighting, the angle. That's hilarious. Unfortunately, she wasn't getting enough dick pics for us to keep it going. What? Wow, you think that that would be, like, flooded with them. But then again, I guess people don't really want to be critiqued so much, even if it isn't on their dick. And they think well, that... people definitely want to be critiqued on their dick. Do they? Oh, well, actually, yeah, when I was with Kimmy, I would have guys come on. Can you please tell me what you think of my cock? So, sure. So, they take me to private, and we go, and I take a look, and I'd be like, Oh, yeah, that's a nice cock. Thank you. And that was it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the money, sucker. You're paying. Obviously, I'm going to tell you it's a nice dick. Yeah. You're like, I don't understand. But it's, it's great. Do you think I'm going to be like, oh, God, that's disgusting. <laughs> Unless they're into that. And there's definitely dudes that are into that, too. Oh, yeah. I've had the, the guys with the really small penises that come in. Can you please make fun of it? I have a hard time doing that. I have to be honest. I have a hard time with the small penis simulation because I feel bad. Like, I don't, I feel bad because I don't want to make fun of you. I don't have anything against you, but you want me to. So it's like, I know you want me to, but I just, I, I can't, like, it makes me feel like a horrible person if we're doing it, even though you want me to. Making fun of someone's handicap. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, you know, like laughing at, it's like, I can't really laugh at a small penis because I feel bad. It's like, this is, you know, but they want it. It gets them, and that's their thing. And it's like, I feel bad for feeling bad about it. <laughs> I had somebody who actually asked me to take a photo of his cock and take a picture of me, like, putting, like, my fingers up to the house, almost like, saying it's so small. And then taking that photo and then posting on Twitter and making fun of him and then linking and then um, connecting him to it and then whatever. And I felt so awful. He asked me to do it and I said I would do it because he wanted me to, but I felt like such an asshole. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm such an asshole. So no, I look like the biggest asshole. So I said, per the request of, because I just, because <laughs> I said he requested, because I didn't want it. Like, couldn't be just an asshole. Say, so like, oh, look at this whole cock. Because I don't want to be that person. I don't know. But. Yeah, I had to do that. I felt like really, that was a really difficult thing for me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I can't be unjust unjustifiably mean. I guess it is justified to a certain degree, but in, you know. Well, just think of it as an acting role. It is, I know. But the, the thing is, is that nobody knows necessarily that I am acting. And so I just look like an asshole who's making fun of somebody for having a small cock. Yeah. Because yeah. it is a social media and it's seen by however many followers. And whoever retweets it and... Yeah. And it's there forever. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of felt bad. But so, but I think I worded it okay <laughs> to make it look like I wasn't as much of an asshole. Solid. Yeah. Solid. I mean, the dick pic phenomenon. I don't know. It's a mystery. 
It is. But I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to set out to decipher this mystery. I'm going to figure it out because honestly, I'm super curious. There's got to be, because I've, I've always like thought about it, but I never actually thought to ask. I think it's time to ask. Yeah. Hopefully you get some good answers. I'd be curious to follow back up with you and see what you get. Yeah. Okay. See, for me, I would, even if I was with someone, I wouldn't send them a dick pic, which is really weird because like, I have no beef about being nude. I just, uh, like, there's just something in my brain like, I don't want my genitals on the internet forever. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, like both goes along with the whole idea of you not doing wanting to do porn too. Yeah, I'd... some guys like it. Some guys like just like the, but they won't show their face. Like there's the guys who like who like don't mind being like seen naked or even doing like you know like blowjob like uh, you know POV and yeah POV whatever. But they, but they don't want their face to be like just as long as you don't see their face. So it's like, what is the satisfaction there? It's just just like, oh my, my penis is like. Well, I think it's monetarily, and but even for people who don't make money off it, some people who just like to know that it's there. <laughs> I think that maybe goes back to I get to fuck porn stars. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, and my whole thing—I'm my audience has heard this a bunch of times. My biggest objection to ever wanting to be a performer was the fact that, like, I like choosing who I have sex with. I make bad choices all the time, but I like making those choices because you're your choices. Yeah, <laughs> like they're not the director, someone's agent making that choice. Especially as newbie male talent. I know how it goes. Like, you have to fuck whoever they put in front of you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For the for the, when you're just trying to get, like, your experience in. Yeah, for sure. Well, and just being a male in the industry. Like, you get a lot less choice over who you work with. Yeah, and there's definitely, like, I think most people think it's, like, you get, like, these, like, hot chicks. Uh, you're always, it's not like that at all. My favorite is Mr. Pete told his story about the his first scene. And he slept with someone who asked him if she should leave her teeth in or not. That old, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I think that a lot of guys end up having to do the guilt stuff, and that's you know what it is. But you know, I mean, you also get some. Okay, so like I've had. So I luckily I haven't had any of these horror stories myself. But like my friend Danielle, who's um, she used to be a performer a long time ago. Um, she has some. She has some pretty gnarly like stories, and mostly with the stories that she had with girls and how like. Girls who forgot who like there's one girl who didn't take her tampon out for a week. She forgot it was there, and Danielle had to do a scene with her. And how'd like, she not die? She's I have no idea. And just didn't she had to do a scene with her? And she like, the girl like just she like took her like under her and she said it was it stunk so bad. And she's like I am not going. And she's like what the hell is going on with you? And see she was really forward, you know. So she she would just like flat out tell her like dude you got something going on with the hell. And she realized she had a tampon like that was in there for that long. And it was just, like, stuff like that. Like, the guys have to deal with that stuff, too. It's like, they have to deal with some girls who are just not, have, like, really bad hygiene and, and all kinds of shit. I mean, just as much as girls with guys, but it's, I think it could be pretty gross with some of the girls. Because some of the girls are really young, and they just don't know what they're doing, and they don't really, like, I don't know. They don't have any direct, they didn't have any direction, I guess, when they started, and so. Well, and there's that. There's also the fact that porn sex is aesthetically, really, aesthetically pleasing, not necessarily pleasurable. Oh yeah, the, well yeah, the positions that you get in—they're not regular positions. And so yeah, so for all of you guys who watch porn and think that that those are the positions that you're supposed to be, like who aren't maybe as sexually advanced, those are not the positions that people normally have sex in. Those are ones that are good for camera. Right. I'd be so weirded out if like someone was doing reverse cowgirl on me and it was like start opening up. I'm like, why are you opening up? Yeah, or doing squats, like just like doing squats on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't really work that way. No. <laughs> There's a lot more comfortable ways to do it, and that's right. not one of them. <laughs> right. Like, you don't have to do like 
the big like up and down like over exaggerated up and down yeah it's definitely it's very very different and and also like the locations is like you know granite countertops are they can get real slippery <laughs> there's one that i did one scene and i was starting turning it turning it so hot and i was starting to sweat and i literally started sliding off the granite countertop to the point where i had to like dig my feet into the um, drawers, the handles of the drawers to hold myself in place because I was sliding. And I literally was like holding on to the point, point when we finally stopped. My, I had to like unlike do my hands from like the floor because it was like, there was like holding on so tight because oh, no. I was trying not to slide off of it because it was so hard. It was like, I was trying to get through the scene. I'm like, I know I can get through this. I can get through this. And I'm like, without just like, because it was so hard to, because I was just like wanting to just fly right off of it. <laughs> <laughs> like this is definitely some, Situation like Haystack. I was at, I did a scene of this one Wicked movie. It was, um, uh, it was like 1 a.m. by the time I got there, I think 10. And my scene, my sex scene wasn't until like 1 a.m. It ended up being, and it was out, outside, and it was a three way with on a haystack. And, Gross. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a comedy. The thing was a comedy, so it was like ridiculous, too. So it was just like, it was just so funny. Was, was that something like, Stormy wrote back in the day? It, no, this was, um, um, oh my God. Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. He, once upon a time, he, he was a director for Wicked. He did some, he was very creative. He did some pretty, he, he, he went for the art of it. You know, he like was really focused on the art of, or, you know, making something that was like, you know. Something you'd stick around to after you popped your load. Yeah. Yeah. The story, like, he, you know, he had the full thing. He wanted the sex scene to be great and he wanted the story to be great. It's like a Burt Reynolds character from Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah. I want people to stay in the theater after they pop. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be like, you know, award-winning you know like this like something that you know you can actually like like a real movie but with dirty sex in it i think wicked's like the only people making real movies anymore i don't know who else would be oh um adam and eve was at one point but i don't know if they still are oh my god i'm telling you, my brain's not working right now <laughs> i'm telling you Vic, give her... vixen does too oh, vixen. oh okay lensky does mm-hmm. yeah no clue how they're able to because the industry is dying but then there's no money. There's just no money anymore. But, you know, it's so hard to, especially, I heard that girls aren't even showing up to work a lot because they can make more money just doing their own shit. Yeah, uh, I, I would tell anyone who wants to get in the industry these days, like, you better be ready to be your own production house. Yeah, it's a, you really, and nowadays what the requirements actually probably even more because before you had, could have like your agent or whatever just like kicking your ass and telling you to get the set and this and that, but now it's all self-motivation. You have to be self-motivated. You have to be able to just like hustle and, yeah, hustle, edit, produce yeah. everything. Everything. So you have to get you have to book the you have to book the work yourself. You have to get the work yourself. You have to find the performers to work with. That you won't play on you. Yeah, that won't play. Make sure that you have like I mean even equipment. You need equipment your own. I mean not really equipment. People can do it on their phones, and people are doing it on their phones or whatever. But you know you have to generally have something that you can you know like the, the basic you, knowledge for. Yeah, at least need like essentially the setup I have here. Yeah, just like you know good light. Yeah, and, some good lights. I mean, I've definitely been on pro-am sets where, like, they're using essentially these cameras. Yeah, and I mean, I personally wouldn't even, like, want somebody to say, oh, well, I have all the equipment, I can just you know, do it myself. I'll give it to you. I would want to do it myself just because I, at least I had it and I didn't have to depend on someone to give it to me. Because who knows if, like, you know, anyone's really going to be, like, falling through on that or if they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll get it to you next week. Hollywood promises. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like if you want to, if you want to, like, you know, but, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what grows. I don't, I really don't, it's, it's crazy. It seems like it's... It's going to eventually, I mean, I don't know if it could disappear completely. If anyone, if, if people eventually will get more into something that's more produced than just the home video type thing, because that's really what it seems like it's all about right now. Well, I think people want the home video stuff right now just because it's a level of 
intimacy that overproduced stuff doesn't have. Well, it's that realistic feeling, like being able to feel like you're like it's like real. Like, yeah, instead of having you know them jerking off to whatever character you're playing while you have sex, they're actually jerking off to you. Right. It it does kill the fantasy though idea, which is crazy because it really does the like the whole porn star idea. The whole porn star like porn star is dead. The porn stars don't really exist anymore. I mean, the, the the whole the fantasy, the fantasy girl that's like you know, like whatever idea you have of this person, you know, it's like like I remember when I first got in, I remember going to my first like AVN, and it was like I remember seeing like the Wicked setup, which was like when they had this huge booth and the, all the the Wicked girls were up on like these like stages kind of yeah know. back at the sands yeah yeah I mean it was so cool and like seeing them they're just all look like, like larger than life and they're just like you know these like. It was just like I remember waiting in line to like get some Stormy to sign something for me. Like this is like I didn't even know who she was at the time because I was brand new and I didn't really know anything. But I just knew that she was like someone who was like famous and this, and that whole experience of doing that it was like it was just so cool like to be like like see that and see how these girls just seem like they were just like that's like that's what you want to be like you want to get to that point. And now it's like that doesn't exist anymore. I mean, shit, I remember how the, even the evolution of the AVNs of seeing how what Wicked went from when, like back then all the way to the next you know. The girls are, are standing at podiums in the hallway of the convention center, and you don't even you get like the line. There's a line there, but you can't even see like the girls from the line. I mean, it's just like this was clusterfuck, and it's just like what happened? You know, there is no big booth anymore. It's just the girls in a hallway. Oh, like, I remember. I remember the when it was at the Sands, and like I loved it when it was at the Sands because one, it was really more of a business to business convention, and fans were kind of an afterthought. And just the giant booths and the spectacle of it. Oh, yeah, the lights and everything. It was so cool. I mean, it was like there was just like so much money put towards like just like making it look like it was just like this big, huge event type of thing. And and then just got smaller and smaller and then just more downplayed. And then all of a sudden there's like all these like retailers now that are kind of like mixed in with everything else. And it's just not that it was just just slowly started kind of disappearing. And the girls just kind of faded into the background. And then next thing you know, it's like not really any contract girls anymore. No, there's no contract girls. I mean. Why would anyone want to be a contract girl at this point? It wouldn't make any sense to. Yeah, you'd be tied into something when you would be very limited. Yeah, like Allie Hayes was like the last vivid contract girl. She did it pretty much for the prestige because I know she lost a bunch of money. Mm. Yeah, like like wicked. Like I saw the the potential like with being like wicked. I was being groomed to be a wicked girl at one point, which uh, had a huge crash and burn ending. Long story. <laughs> but um, is, is a story you can tell. I. Could, but I don't know if I should because I don't know if it'd be. It is. I mean, it's fine if you don't want to tell it, but yeah, I, I it's not. Just because I don't know if it if it be bad for other people involved that they. I mean, you don't have to name names, but probably people with wicked people could figure it out. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll... It, it might it might make some people mad if they ever knew that I talked about this. Okay, because <laughs> I it, really I'm curious. I'm always curious about that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, basically, my ex husband ruined my career. Let's just put it that way. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, he was a, he was. He it's it's funny because he kind of like helped me make it and then he helped and then he just flat out destroyed it. Oh. A little better. Yeah. yeah. I was losing it a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he just kind of just just destroyed it. And it's funny because I didn't even take. It was a while before I actually realized that how much damage he did. And he was the one who was mad at me when I left him, which was funny. Why did he destroy it? Do you know? Yeah. Oh no no no. Well, I well I left him, and that was the, that was what he was very angry, and that's why he like he hated me, and he actually. He turned into like he basically he made, tried to make my life a living hell after because I left him, but I left him because he was he had he had substance abuse problems. It was like he was an he was an alcoholic and he lied 
in general, like he just lied. He has there's always cut, and it was kind of strike four when I finally left. It was on New Year's, um, and I just I just finally got to the point where, like I can't do this anymore. It was just too much, you know, because it was like constantly like okay, I'll go to therapy, I'll do this, I'll figure it out, I'll go, you know, get it. And he it would like be all gung ho for about a week, and then it would go back to the same thing. And he wasn't trying to do anything to like make things better and this and that. And I just finally just got to the point where, like I can't keep doing this, but um, but he so because he had this this issue he. If that's the one of the reasons why I end up leaving, and because there's a person who told me that by accident he like told me that he some he did something that he lied to me about, and so then when I confronted him about it, he decided to confront the person who told me, even though the person who told me had nothing, he had no idea that it that he shouldn't tell me this because it wasn't like you know anything that he had anything to do with, and so anyways, I'm gonna confront him and he got pissed off. He went to the other guy, and the, that's what happened with the whole because he went and just went off on this person. Then it was like done, and it was so unnecessary and had nothing to do with him. It had to do with me, but he needed someone to blame because he couldn't deal with it himself, and so he just put the blame on somebody else, and that just fucked everything. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and I ended up getting cancer at the, like around that time too, and so I had, had to stop working, and so that my whole career kind of slowed down at that point for a little while. Actually, it, act, from that point actually is when it started changing and the work started reducing and everything. So by the time I finally got back, it was just slow, and I never really was able to get that momentum back again. That sucks. Yeah. It was a, you know, it was a, but I have to say though, that, the, you know, the years that I was going strong in the industry were like probably the best years of my life for sure. Best job ever. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I'm so glad I was, a, I was an executive assistant before that. I worked for, I was in like, I worked in like, you know, corpus corporate, like oh, bullshit. You lived your father's dreams. You learned how to type. I did. <laughs> I did learn how to type and I was actually fairly fast at one point. <laughs> I was, I was assistant. I was, a, I was the executive assistant. I fucking hated it, man. I could not be, I'm not meant to be in an office. I cannot do that. I have to move around. I can't just be stuck in, oh, it's awful. It was so awful. Yeah, that was the thing is like, it was the, I, probably the greatest thing ever was me just like, just doing that. I always say I, I owe it all to hypnotherapy. That's what did it? Well, I was, I went to hypnotherapy more because I was depressed and I was like, it was like one of those things where I'm like, I'll just try it because I've tried all the other things and they didn't really work. <laughs> so I go, I went in for, for that I wanted, but my intention of going was to use it to lose weight because I wanted, wanted to stop eating so much because I was really obsessed with my weight. And I wasn't like fat, but I was, I just want, was obsessed. I was like, just, you know, so I wanted her to help me eat less. And, but what I found with hypnotherapy is that your brain will work on whatever it is that is most important at the time. Like whatever is like, you know, and at the time I was really depressed because I was hated my job. I was miserable. And there's no other time, like any other time, there's no way I would have the guts to just quit my job and just do something crazy like, you know, porn, I guess you could say. And so it's one of those things I just literally like just did that. I just like, I mean, I, I quit my job for a little while, but I started stripping first. But I decided to go back to school and I just quit my job and I, I was, always had to have a backup and I didn't. And I just decided to go full blown into it and it was the greatest decision I've ever made. That's awesome. Because yeah. sometimes you just can't just stick a toe into something. You got to go all in yeah and i had a you know i had like a direct like goal you know i had a, there was a direction i was going and i wanted to you know go back to school i want to be a therapist uh, to the, i want to be a sex therapist did you get your degree no you're going to no why not because it's too late you're not dead i know but the, the, i mean to be a, a therapist it's like i didn't even get to grad school so i'd have to do grad school i'd have to do my hours all that kind of crap it's just a long journey and i don't know yeah better get started now <laughs> You're just wasting time if you're not doing it now. That was, but that was what I was going for. I was, you know, I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be cool, but it's just like now it's just like, oh, it seems so far away. 
I don't know. It is until it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's always that's something I'm thinking about. It's in the back of my mind, but that was yeah. That was the ultimately that was what I was planning on doing. I had a really direct like you know goal to do that, but then things happen, you know. Yeah, life just has this habit of you know getting in the way of everything. Giving you a couple surprises, like oh well, I didn't see that shit coming. Oh yeah, it definitely does. It's it's crazy how that works out. Like you can, it doesn't matter how absolute you are and what you want. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because it's, it's always something they come and just like you know redirect you <laughs> it's crazy i mean i definitely as a kid never thought that my life would be in this direction any way shape or form <laughs> Me too. even like anybody if anyone asked like if they thought that i would ever be doing porn everyone would say no way no way and i probably would say no way they're like she's definitely gonna be a cop yeah i know <laughs> it's, yeah, i was like i'm probably the last person i would think would do, end up doing it but i it's seriously it's the best decision i ever made in my life I'll never ever regret it ever in a million years, and I it did it does it did change my life, and not always for good, you know. I mean, it definitely does put it's a, it's difficult. It's a difficult career. Oh, it is. It one hundred percent is. And I tell I female friends every once in a while, they're like, I'm thinking about getting into porn, and I do everything in my power to dissuade them from doing it. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it, I think a lot of people. There's a lot of things that aren't taken into consideration when people start doing it, and they, it's very. There's a lot of things that are very important that need to be taken into consideration. The first thing I tell them is, you do realize. Your previous employment is not a protected class. Your future employers can 100% fire you for doing porn. Yep. And it, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to affect you from getting jobs later. It'll affect you. You can lose your family over it. You can lose all your friends. I mean, I lost friends from it. I definitely think people, most people consider the family aspect when they get in. That's a huge one because you, that's why, like, you know, my, my mom found, no, my stepdad found out first. I didn't tell anyone. But the thing, though, is that I didn't tell them because I figured that they'll find out soon enough, and I wasn't going to, like, I didn't want to, like, I figured I wanted to establish myself a little more before they found out so that they saw it was something that was, like, a career and it wasn't, like, a, you know. Do two scenes and get out. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was, But it's funny, though, because my, my stepdad called me, and he's like, I need to talk to you. I'm like, what? He's like, so he's like, so my friend, so he just he just texted me, and he told me that, you were, that he saw you, which, questionable whether or not it was his friend or if it was him. <laughs> But yeah, he said, he's like, and he thought, he's like, are they forcing you to do something? Is it illegal? Are you doing drugs? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, it's a business. I'm like, it's a job, you know? And, but I explained all to him. He's like, okay, well, you're going to have to tell your mom because I'm not going to. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> he didn't want to tell your mom because he'd have to explain where he found out about it. Probably. Yeah. No one wants to have that discussion. Like, so your daughter's doing porn. Well, how'd you, did she, she didn't tell you. How'd you find out? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the story he told me would go over very much with my mom, and she'd probably be like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> yeah, especially because which one of his friends actually had ever met you? Oh well, there were a couple. Well, no, no, but I'm saying like he said oh, a friend told him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one of his friends actually had ever met you? His friends? Yeah. Oh, I I met him. I met with the one that said that he was mentioned before. Okay, so yeah, it's at least plausible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how many times I met him to see if he would actually recognize me from that. Maybe. Yeah, recognize you in a full hair and makeup. Like, Probably not. Right. Yeah, because it had been years since I saw any of them. And yeah, that's actually that's true. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, it's a bit. It was, it was funny though the way it's like. But he definitely had questions and he had all these ideas of what it was, you know. And it was so they're all so wrong. But that. But they. You know. I mean, I got lucky with you with my with my parents because I knew what my mom would have a problem with. I knew that she wasn't gonna have a problem with me 
doing it so much is she'd have a problem with what her friends would think of her as a mother to have a daughter who would do something like that. Like, what did you do wrong to have a daughter who would get into that kind of situation? Because, you know, everyone thinks it's, you know, something that... If they, everyone has an idea... Of, that it's always a parental issue. Yeah, like, you, well, you must have been, wrong, been wrong with your parenting. And so I knew that she would have more of, of an issue with what everyone's going to think of her. And she did. It's funny, because when I first told her, she her reaction, I think she thought it was going to say I was pregnant, and she was going to freak out over that. But she was like, I'm happy it wasn't that. But and she, she actually reacted very well. But I think she was in shock, too. Because it wasn't until the next day that I got the phone call, and she's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling so as great as I was yesterday about it. And I'm like, you're worried about what your friends are gonna think. She's like, yeah, I knew right away that was gonna be the main issue. And she, I'm like, think about it this way: no one's gonna say anything to you because then they'd be admitting to watching it, and you know that your friends are not gonna be like open about watching porn because you know that's like a different generation. They're gonna be a little bit more like embarrassed by something like that. And so I'm like, so if anybody knows they're watching porn, and I'm sure that's fine with it. I'm like, but uh, on the flip side, she might just feel weird about the fact that like if one of her friends just is. Asking our concerns, so like, how's your daughter doing? What's she up to these days? Oh, yeah, she actually had that covered real well. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah, because she took everything else I was doing, and she made, but it turned out to me her, like, bragging about me doing, like, also, oh, she's doing so great, and she's going to be talking about all these things I'm doing, like, with the jewelry making, all this stuff, and I'm just like, oh, stop, 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 don't, you're painting me into this, like, person who's, like, amazing, and I'm so not that person, you know, like. Yeah, well, all of a sudden, her friends is, like, are trying to order your stuff, you're like, uh, <laughs> shit. I'm like, I'm not really doing as well as she's making out sound, but, you know, but yeah, she, was like, she went on this whole bragging thing, and I'm just like, stop, just stop thinking it's such a big deal, because I'm like, it's I'm not, I'm like, I can't live up to what you're saying here. <laughs> See, for me, I, like, I gave zero thought to what my family would think. It was literally like, porn was kind of my compromise on mainstream film ambition. Like, I wanted to make movies. I obviously love movies. I grew up in Chicago. I didn't know a single fucking person that made movies. I ended up meeting a bunch of people who made porn. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is an opportunity for me to make movies. That's, it's funny, though, that you say that, because I, was, I, was, I started acting when I was 13, 13 12, 12 years old or something like that. I started acting, and I wanted to be an actress. That's what I wanted to do. That was my dream. Like, that was what I wanted. And I, I did it all myself. My mom was not the stage mom. She's like, don't do it. She's like, just don't, don't get into that. And, but I did, wanted to do it, and so I took acting classes, and I, like, I used to, like, once upon a time before you can actually do everything electronically, you had to actually send out your picture and resume to every single agency. In the send out the headshots. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, like, actually have a printed stack of headshots. I had, I had a whole stack. I had a stack of all these envelopes, and I did all that stuff myself, because that's what I wanted. You know, I was, like, determined to do that at one point. And so, but, you know, I guess, like, you could say this is my compromise. <laughs> it's not quite the same, but, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not quite the same, but it's still you're out there acting. You're fucking performing. You're in front of the lights. <laughs> yeah. I don't make shit in the way of film, so <laughs> I mean, this is the closest I get to it. I do a three-camera shoot and talk to people. Well, that's something. It, it is, but it also was a long, arduous journey to get here. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing various odd jobs in the industry for the better part of 10 years at this point. This show's only existed for a little over three of them. Yeah, it's kind of how it works on anything, though, right? You have to worry. It's like working your way up to a certain extent. Like, here's, like you have to kind of like, do all the bullshit to get to where you want to be, wherever that is, even if it's not exactly where you want. It's at least hinting towards it. <laughs> well, I also definitely didn't jump in both feet. Like, I had a 9-to-5. Like, I worked for the same 9-to-5 for 12 years. Like, I was up until the end of 2014, I was still working for them and doing porn gigs around it. Hell, I was actually... 
middle management for the fucking company by the end. Oh, wow. And, like, regional v- VPs knew, like, knew about the porn work and stuff like that because I would, you know, a lot of times I was roadieing for girls at conventions or on feature gigs, stuff like that, because I come from a security background. And it's like, hey, I got to go out of town this weekend. I'm got a gig, and they just laugh about it. No, they were cool. They, I was working for an armored car company, mm. like yeah, you know, bank trucks. Mm-hmm. It's a very male dominated yeah, yeah, sure. field, and it's like, oh, you get to hang out with porn stars? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Can I come with? No, no, you cannot. <laughs> No, I'm not introducing you to anyone. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. But yeah, I'm going to AVN. Later. <laughs> so you're the cool guy on campus, pretty much, at that place. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever people have in their head of what they think everything is. It's, it's interesting to it's like find out, like, it, people, all, people, all these people's assumptions of what everything about the industry is. It's so interesting because it's so, like, where, where do you get this stuff from? Oh, it's. It's great. I brought two of my civilian friends to Exotica Chicago in 2012, 2013. And I was working for Tegan Presley at the time. Like, I just brought them around because they lived in, like, outside Chicago. I'm like, I hadn't seen them in a while. I wasn't living in Illinois anymore. It's like, yeah, come out. I'll introduce you around. They're like, dude, it's like you pulled back the curtain on the wizard. (laughs) Especially because, like, one of my buddies is a doctor of psychology. So he's just like, oh, my God. You have ruined porn for me. Oh, yeah. No, that's it's true. That's why, like, people, I, I always tell people, like, if you ever go into a porn set, you trust me. I'm like, it'll all be just, like, it just still kill it. And, like, once it, like, everyone I ever dated was just, like, they're still, like, now they're just, like, it's no big deal. Exactly. And that's why, like, I have zero problems dating performers because it's no fucking it's big deal. It's definitely better to be the watcher. And you know, because like the second that you get the realistic view of what porn is, it's gonna just ruin everything. I can't watch porn. I mean, like not like like regular porn. I said I can watch gay porn. I can watch gay porn. Can't watch regular porn because I can tell what the girl's thinking. I can see it on her fucking face. I can see if she's faking it. I mean, it's so to me now. It's like I and then everything follows the formula. You know, like the whole position. And so I'm sitting here just like going through the formula in my head and just because can see everything. I'm so jaded now that it's like. I can't watch it and like, think it's like, I'll just be, they bother me because I'll be like, oh my God, she's, she's not having fun there. You can tell she's not. And then most people just be looking and going like, nobody, they wouldn't even know, you know, but I can see everything now. It's like, it's so obvious. Everything's so like contrived and just formulated. And, it's all been done before. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so what is it about gay porn that you're into? I don't know. I don't know, but it's hot. For are, some you, are you into just really pretty muscular men? Oh, well. That could be part of it, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's different. It's not like what I'm used to seeing. Although, then again, I, it's funny because I, I was, um, I d- agreed to do some extra work on for a gay. It was a gay porn set, some, and I was like, this should be interesting because I've never been on a gay, por- a gay porn set before. And when I watched it, and I went, and it was literally the same thing. The only difference it was just, like it was so it, like kind of like it's like I like saw I'm like. This is really the same thing. I'm like, it's the same thing as every other fucking. It's like, this is it's not anything special. I'm like, okay. Well, they're just doing what works. So like, well, it's, we know this works. It's just a job, you know. Yeah. It just becomes, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, that kind of sucks. <laughs> I thought it'd be super hot to like see, like, but it was just really was exactly what it's like on any other porn set. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, I, I mean, if someone booked me for to work a game porn set, I would do it. Like, whatever. Like, it's just work. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Oh, thing. hey, you want to PA this gay porn? Sure. You're going to pay me? Cool. 
It I'm, is there's something hot about guys and guys and guys. I don't know why. So yeah, I'm obviously not on, into guys on guys. I'm also really not into lesbian porn. So but a lot of guys aren't. It's weird. It's like that's like I feel like that's almost a fetish to be into like girl girl stuff because there are a lot of guys who are like because because most guys when they watch porn they like to picture themselves in it. They have that fantasy like they put themselves into the the, the scene with a girl. Definitely, like you can't I don't do that with two girls. I don't really watch IR scenes because. I don't have a big black penis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They usually like to watch things that they can feel like they're part, of, like they're into. That's the whole like a fantasy of it is like they imagine them being the one fucking the girl. So if the two girls, you can't really do that. So that makes that makes sense on why a lot of people aren't, a lot of guys aren't. But but there then there's the guys who just have this fantasy of just like two girls. Maybe they like in their head they jump into it or something. Like but. I get to be the meat in the sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. If this were two real life lesbians, they want nothing to do with your yes. hairy ass. Yes, they would think your penis was gross. <laughs> yeah. They might use you to like fertilize one of them <laughs> and never see you again. Yeah, pretty much. Like, we want your we want your juice. We don't we don't want you. <laughs> like, yeah, penises don't really work out in the whole lesbian mix of it. No, no, they don't. Yeah, but then again, most girls who do girl girl aren't even lesbians. Oh no, for sure. The majority of like. Purely girl, girl performers, I find are just married. Yeah. They're married and they got a husband who's generally not comfortable with them performing with a dude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. The, yeah, that's why they are, end up doing just lesbian stuff. But and you, can de- you can definitely tell the difference between like, like me working with, I don't like to work with girls who don't, aren't a, like, a little bit bi because they don't know how to be with girls and they don't understand that it's the same thing as being with a guy. I think mean, the way that you like, I mean, as far as like, like kissing and stuff like that you don't kiss different with a girl it's just kissing it's like but they feel like, like some girls like if they don't know what they're doing it's like they feel like they need to be doing something different or they need they're to like, be like Ew, yucky like they're just like they do it really light and you're like what are you doing you don't kiss you know like it's like just and well, so because they don't have the passion there they don't have the you know, yeah the, there's no like biological sex drive behind it they're just purely acting yeah and so it makes it a lot harder and they don't, i don't think that they the scenes come out as good i, mean, I used to do, be, do this one website called um, milk next door and so it was like three girls all the time so it was me and it was either samantha bryan or Alicia daniels that would switch off and another girl would come in every on a new girl every time and there's some days where it's just like it was the longest shoot because the girl was did not know what the hell she was doing and it was like she was trying to do something but it was like it was just awful and so it was like it, like those were like the longest days it's like girl it's like it's not difficult like just I don't know. It was it's some of the girls just had no business doing girl girl. <laughs> they had no interest in girls. They should not have been there. No, no. I'm, there's a bunch of people that probably shouldn't be in porn. They're in it for the wrong reasons. They oh, think yeah. it's the '90s for some reason that they're going to get rich. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a time where you could make money, like a lot of money, doing it. Um, now you can make a lot of money, but not doing it any way that used to be done. Yeah, it's no longer. Show up to set for a three thousand dollar rate, get booked six days a week, and go home filthy fucking rich. Yeah, basically your job is to make sure your nails are done, your hair is done, and you look good, and you, that's and it. you're there on time. And you're, yeah, and you show up and you do your job, and that's you know. But like, yeah, nowadays it's just turn on your webcam, <laughs> turn on your webcam, turn on your phone, interact with your fans, edit something. Yep, post, post, post. Make sure that you're taking a picture everywhere you go. See, that's my problem is I suck at social media because I'm not a narcissist. I don't, I, it takes like a bunch of photos to find that one photo that I actually want to post. I can't just post anything like people can, you know, and I can't turn on all the time because I don't think to, I don't even think to take a photo of myself places and I feel stupid doing like, just like, 
hi, you know, like I just like at Starbucks. Yeah, I know. Like it's like, and then I wonder, like, okay, is this really interesting though? I don't post anything. It's like, like I'm not gonna be. Oh, look at I'm eating spaghetti. Like who cares? That's what the, my thing is. Like who cares? But people care, and so I can't. I'm trying to like just change my mentality. Of, like people care, but it's it's hard because I'm not a narcissist. I don't. I'm not obsessed with myself and what I do. I'm right there with you. Like as I said, like most of my time in the industry has been behind the scenes stuff. I'm still adjusting to being the talent. You know, the fact that, like, oh, I probably should go to industry events and walk red carpets and, like, actually promote myself. Yeah, it's all self-promotion now. It's all self-promotion. And I consciously know that, but I have so many years ingrained of, like, oh, I'm at an event with someone I'm working for. I'm holding her purse while she walks the carpet. It's not my job to be seen here. Yeah, it's very hard to switch over. And, that, like, that mine is more just, like, it just kind of happens and then you usually have people promoting you for you. You know, like, it, that, that was the thing is, like, you had a company promoting you or this and I like didn't self promotion thing. I can't. It's been such. I have like a block almost where it's like it doesn't occur to me that I should be doing these things when I'm everywhere. I don't. I just don't think about it. And then I'm get home and I'm like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done this. And I know I'm supposed to do this, but I don't think about it because I'm just not. I don't know. It's weird. I'm, I can't break out of that whole like being. I just. I'm just not a narcissist. That's all there is to it. I, I'm not. Uh, you know. I don't. I, I don't think that people are going to be interested in me eating spaghetti. Well, I'm really hoping that they're interested in hearing you talk for a couple hours. <laughs> kind of banking on that. Well, fingers crossed, you know. <laughs> fingers crossed. Like, come on. But yeah, and so I'm trying to like, it was even thinking like, okay, maybe I could just like, kind of like train myself to like, just like, just do it. Just do it. And not think. It's a tweeting and not thinking too. That's kind of tough, you know, because I always overthink everything. Well, see what I do with them tweets. I just schedule them. I come oh. with a bunch of them and I just schedule them and I'm like, okay, done with that. I was doing that for a while, but it's, I don't know, if, uh, I stopped doing that for some reason. I don't know why, but I was doing it for a while because it was actually easier for me to do that because I could just press schedule and then it would make me feel better because the, the tweeting at the moment I was thinking about it would cause me just to sit there and it would take me like an hour to tweet one thing. It's like, really? It's like, you can't do that because then it's so, it takes up your entire day. Yeah, it's only a, probably at the time 140 characters. It's like You could sit down and schedule like in a day. You spend it one day and you can schedule like a week or two weeks ahead. Exactly. I mean, I do that. It's just a set. All the promotion for the show is like a series of scheduled tweets. See, I have, I, since I do photography and I, like, I, I take a lot of photos, a lot of photos. I can, I, most of my photos I post are all professional photos because that's what I do. I like to, like, you know, and so, but, the, but people want to see you out and doing things. And so that's my problem now is that I need to just do more out doing things, things, and not so much of the professional photos. But that's what I do. That's like what I'm like. I, it's easier for me to do those than to like think to actually do. But, so what you gotta do is hire a professional photographer to follow you around doing t- professional photography. So they'll have pictures of you taking pictures. Yes. yes. There you go. I need and I need to just have someone do my social media so they can actually think for me, and so I don't have to think of doing this in the moment because I never do. I got someone I can refer you to who's actually pretty good. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. Uh, she was Burning Angels social media person, so. Definitely could use the help. Yeah, she she does great work, but since Gamma bought BA, she doesn't have as much work as she used to. Yeah. Because they have their own I people. I just don't know, like, what these, like, okay, for, like, as far as followers, I don't understand the science to, like, get it. Like, like the people who have a ton of followers, like, like, 100,000 plus, like, I don't understand what the... What the science to that? Like I don't understand how. Well, they, some of them bought them. They, yeah, but they but the bots come and they like wipe all that shit out, and so they like they. Yeah, but once your count's high enough, 
you know, it does attract some legitimate eyes. Oh, well, yeah, because you, I guess it's constantly like they'll see you on other people's and blah, blah, blah. And it can, you, I think that the fa- it goes faster than once you get to a certain amount. But I like hit a wall on both of them. And I, and I heard too that like Instagram does like limited people, limited some people's like accounts because of their porn related or something like that. And so people were actually not able to get past a certain point because of like the claim is that they're shadow banning people that like you're not easily searchable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know they did that for like the name. Like I had changed mine from it was like Writer's Guy XXX. I changed it to the real Writer's Guy because anything with XXX in it was not searchable. Like that you could actually couldn't like you couldn't like find find me because I had XXX in my name. I know that was like one thing. I'm. I, but I'm in that. But like I mean, it's even like with Twitter and stuff, it's like it's so. It's like I can't figure it out, and I try different things and see like you know if that does. I just haven't figured out the science yet. And so, but some people, it's like it seems like it's so easy. Some people have it down. I haven't figured out science either. I have a lot less followers than you do. <laughs> I'm also not as pretty, so it doesn't help. I do have a page that's filled with naked me. I'm naked in pretty much everyone in my house. Not really naked, but like mostly. There's no no nudity of me on the internet. There's a lot of shirtless photos though. Oh well, there you know that I'm sure every time you post one of those, you get like a bunch more. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mostly I've been. I recently just started playing with this new social media app, Rumble. Okay. It's kind of a Vine replacement. It's like shoot one minute videos. Okay. The developers actually found the show somehow, and then hit me up on Reddit, and they're like, "We love your personality. We love this episode. Like reference things that actually happened in the episode." I'm like, "Oh, you actually did listen to the fucking episode. <laughs> cool. We'd love for you to be on Rumble, like." Please check it out. So I've been using it, and I've just been posting nonsense. A lot of times I've been posting nonsense while I'm on the shitter. Just, <laughs> like, just shirtless on the on the can, my hair on mess. Like, hey, what's going on? Uh, hey, just being silly. And I mean, they've promoted some of my stuff, and I've gotten That's good. some views on it. I, I think they've stopped promoting me as much, because my last couple of videos, or people are just sick of me sitting on the can. <laughs> Who would have ever gotten tired of me ranting from the toilet? I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery that I'll never know. <laughs> but, fair listeners, you'll never get this from the can. My bathroom sounds like shit. It sounds like shit? Well, just the acoustics. Oh, oh yeah, because it bounces because like, it's such a small room. Yeah, I know. The bathroom, you can always tell when someone's in the bathroom. Always tell. It's just that, that, that echoey like, sound. Like Even in like, the small bathroom, you just hear that like... Yeah, it's just like, because you also have all those hard reflective surfaces in there. Yeah. It's like hard sink, hard bathroom, like hard bathtub, tile walls, mirror, all bounces sound. Yeah. It's the worst. But the it's good fucking though. worst. It's good that you're doing videos. I need to do more videos. Like, let's quick look. But that's like the thing. It's like, what am I doing that's so interesting? I don't know. Everything is, I guess. You have to think everything is. That's what it comes down to. You have to think everything that you're doing is interesting. If you think everything's interesting, then it'll be interesting to other people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not enough, enough of a narcissist to actually make it in entertainment. Almost every major celebrity's home I've ever been in definitely has a shrine to themselves somewhere in the house. <laughs> usually in the bathroom. <laughs> I've been in a couple people's houses, like gold records in the bathroom and shit like that. Why? I mean, I talked about this actually on the podcast. I did a couple hours ago, too, because I had a writer and a music journalist on and we were talking about like the gold records in the bathroom like why 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 do you have the shrine to yourself in your bathroom like i don't get it i have a whole wall mural of me in my apartment like it's it's from ceiling to the floor did you paint yourself or joking oh (laughs) never know i haven't been in your apartment actually it's funny because i literally have like no photos of me at anywhere 
Yeah, I don't have really have any photos though. I have photos of my dogs, but they're definitely photo worthy. Plus, I mean, I just figure like that there's enough of me on the internet. It's not like it's hard to find. So. Well, I, I was in a famous comedian's house for a podcast, and like he had pit framed pictures of himself like on the Tonight Show in his bedroom and shit like that. It's, <laughs> it's like, dude, you were there. <laughs> I know. Memories, maybe. Like, you were there. Do you really need this framed in your bedroom? Is this like when you take someone home, you're like, Tonight Show. <laughs> Let's fuck. Yeah, probably. Just in case you didn't know who I was. <laughs> right, just in case you're just drunk at the bar and you have no idea who I am. Yeah, here's a reminder. Tonight Show, Letterman. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, it happens. I don't know. I'm know. kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I just couldn't see myself doing yeah, it i know it's a, it's a weird it's a full it's generation narcissist i'm telling you but this is someone who's older than us well no there's still there's narcissists have been existed in, uh, for years and years well yeah years. i mean narciss- narcissist is a greek mythology that's it's, where it, it comes from it goes uh, is it yeah narcissist was a character in greek mythology interesting i did not know who i believe was murdered while staring at his own reflection in a water totally understandable and that's where the term comes from that's hilarious oh that's so funny I, yeah, I just, I, it's funny because well, there's always been narcissists. It's just that I feel like now we're breeding them. I think that's what social media does is breeding people who are obsessed with like themselves. I mean, shit, I, like, I started a YouTube channel that I was doing going to do, which it was not the best idea in the world because my audience is mainly guys. And so it was just sex toy reviews. So it was really well produced. It looked great. But it was a topic that most guys aren't going to really be interested in. Um, so... I kind of wanted to shift that over to something else. But when I was doing the YouTube channel or the, the new show, I was trying to figure out what was popular, like what people were watching. And so I would go online and, and look at like, you know, do the people who had like, you know, a million followers and that, or watchers, whatever, subscribers. And um, there's this one girl who had like, she had over a million subscribers and she had a ton of views on all of her. I mean, like thousands, thousands, thousands of views on her, all of her um, videos. And she would literally sit in front of the camera Put turn her phone on, and she would eat Chick Fil A, and talk about it for thirty minutes. That's what was popular, and I didn't. And I like would see this the, these things, and I'm like, I don't get it, dude. I just don't get it. I'm like, I don't understand that. Like, what? Why this is more popular than this, or like why? Because I mean, honestly, like, I just don't understand. I mean, she's they're going like, oh, it's really good. I like this one better than the other one, I think, because, well, you know, and it just, I mean, literally, it was nonsense. It was just nonsense. I was just talking about. It. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it either. I don't. I wouldn't watch that on YouTube, but obviously someone will. I mean, we're also in an era where people are paying to watch other people play video games. Yes, this is true. And they're making so much money. I know. Oh, my God. It's insane how much money some of these kids are making. Or girls playing in their underwear. <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy. That'd be so, like the easiest thing ever. Or just like, like even like. Like, hey, and I'm not shitting on them for making it. No, it's, I say, like, honestly, more power to you, because that's fucking, that's actually, you f- figured it out. The fact that these people figured it out and they're making money off of it gives them major props on that one, because honestly, I don't understand, and it makes me feel dumb, because I'm like, I don't, I, like, is there, like, some secret that I, like, missed out on? Is there something that, like, I didn't get the memo? <laughs> like, what is it? I don't know what it is. I don't understand. They figured out the fucking cheat code. They, they're succeeding at it, and... It's crazy, and it's like the easiest job in the world once they if they figure it out. I mean, 
Like, this girl's like, oh, I'm going to a wedding. Okay, I'm going to try on these dresses. And that's what you do. You see this girl try on three, like, three dresses, and that was the whole video. And you just, like, like 500,000 views. What? I don't understand. It's like, I'll get naked in front of the camera, but you can't show that on YouTube. Hell, you can barely swear on YouTube anymore. Yeah, I know. I had to have that. that um, well, that was one of the reasons, too, why I stopped doing the show was because it was um, because it was an adult topic, which is sex toys. I had to have that that um age thing on there like the the disclaimer or whatever the, the saying that it was like for adults or something and so you can't get paid on that so it doesn't even matter how many people see it oh i know it that's the biggest bullshit thing ever and so when i realized because we were doing these really really well produced videos and it was a lot of work but they were like they were super cool and it was a great idea but the fact that you there's no way that we would ever start making money on it it was like there's no point in doing it period this is no point i know believe me I, youtube demonetized the audio versions of the show years ago because profanity sex talk you know all the adult subjects that happen on this show they're just like no we're not paying you for the audio it's just so yeah it sucks it, it's just ended up being like it's like okay well it's like now we're just doing it for nothing well i have advertisers so oh i have advertisers i you know i i do make something on this but the video versions are on vimeo behind a paywall yeah which sucks because i would prefer to give them a free and have it ad based but I don't want to run the same ads I'm running on the audio. And editing this fucking thing with video takes a lot longer. Yeah. And I need to try to generate revenue from it faster. Yeah. Yeah. Editing is always a nightmare. Well, especially on a three or four camera shoot. Oh, yes. That would be awful. Yeah. I'm sitting here selecting cameras for the entire length of however long we're recording. Yeah. And, and, and editing video is so boring i really have no problem with that really? aspect of it. oh god it would be so boring i hate editing see i'm not really mad at the editing part but the audio i can just breeze through because audio like i've been doing it long enough where it's just like okay i don't really edit for content i'm just doing corrections and occasionally cleaning stuff up like likes and ums and long pauses oh yeah yeah that's like the biggest problem is it with most people and um, <laughs> and I occasionally stutter a little bit, so you know I clean that. I lightly clean that stuff up. I mean, I don't completely chop it up, but I lightly clean that stuff up. With the video, there's always the audio edit that has to happen on top of it, and then there's no way to speed up selecting cameras. What because I'm going to go to my camera while I talk. You start talking, it'll go to your camera. Mm-hmm. There's just no way to speed that up. Yeah. Do you do like do you add like sound effects and stuff to? Not really. No, you don't do that. Do you know how to? I could. Yeah. Did you, did you, did you go? To, did you ever like take like any? Nope. Taught myself all of this. Really? Yep. Good for you. Definitely doable. Definitely doable on a lot of things. I've, uh, so I'm so slowly learning that you don't really need <laughs> like if you're if you if you can self teach it you know because I learned how to do most of the shit I know how to do from like YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah, there's been a couple of YouTube videos. Um, the pro- the producer for one of the podcast networks in the area. Hit me up out of the blue on Instagram, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm putting together a podcasting course. Would you give me a shout out if I let you take the course for free?" I'm like, "Well, I've been doing my show for a couple of years, and I think it sounds pretty good, but I'm always down to learn more." I took his course, learned a couple extra things, which I think have improved the sound after a couple trial and error hiccups, because <laughs> you know, completely changed my workflow around. So it's like, oh well. Those couple things I didn't t- dial in quite right at first, but now that I've dialed them in, I think 
the show sounds better than it ever has. And I appreciate the hell out of him for doing it, for yeah. letting me do it. But it, it's been trial and error. And, you know, it's night and day how this show sounds from when we first started doing it. Because when I first started doing it, we had a professional editor on board. I have an ex-girlfriend who's actually a Grammy award-winning audiobook editor. Oh, wow. And she's like, yeah, I'll edit your guys' show. I'm like, awesome. That's cool. Three episodes later, she quits. <laughs> oh, because I think it was one of those things where when I told her we were starting it, she's like, awesome, I'm in, and didn't actually expect that it would be a real thing. Oh, oh, oh. So, yeah, it wasn't, like, she would be just, like, a couple times, and that would be it. Yeah, like, follow through on. Yeah, yeah, Then it becomes a job. Yeah, and then it's like, she's just like, I don't have time for this project. I'm like, <laughs> Cool. Well, I guess I have to teach myself how to edit this now. Yeah. And I did. And I've been doing it ever since. I taught myself lighting for photography. Well, I watched some videos, too. I watched the video, too. I'm still teaching myself lighting. As I could, If you look at the video from the, the revamped episode, it's a big shadow on her the whole time. <laughs> it's fucking... still bothering you. <laughs> oh, I Because I try to make this as best as I humanly can. Because I also feel that this is all... You know, I do do this for other people, too. So it's like, when I put out bad product for myself... Oh, it's a reflection of your, your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, yeah. For sure. Plus, I just have pride in what I fucking do. Yeah, no, I, but you should, though. You know, I mean, it's like, the whole thing is like, well, anybody can do anything, but, you know, you want to stand out as being good, like, as good as you can. Yeah. You have to, you know... Yeah, not put out crap products. Yeah. Like, you never see something that's on fucking broadcast television with bad lighting. Or the sound being off, and then because then you know this one's going. There's only that one person points out that they notice that's not well made well or whatever. Yeah, I mean things do happen, like the Starbucks cup on Game of Thrones. Oh, did you not hear about that? No, I didn't watch the Game of Thrones or know anything about that. So in the last season, like in one of the last scenes, I guess one of the actors had their Starbucks cup like in the shot with them accidentally, <laughs> and the whole internet went crazy. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, you know, they didn't have Starbucks in that world it, that they lived in? In medieval times? Yeah. Nah, nah, I don't think they did. I thought Starbucks was, I thought they were been around for a while. <laughs> yeah, Jesus actually had a latte right before he died. <laughs> HBO went back and digitally edited it out, so it's not there anymore. But they did post it, but it was, did come out. Like, yeah, like on premiere night. How, I wonder how nobody noticed that, though. That's funny. It is hard to, it is hard to notice, like, those little tiny details that you, like, you know. There's a lot. It's a lot. To like, you know, but, but I think that somebody would have. You'd think with the amount of people, like the graphic artists and the amount of people that that went through, and somebody had to have watched it before it aired. Yeah, I would think so. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how many people, how many hands have passed before it goes to like the final, but I would think that it would have been some, but I guess not. Or was, someone sent an email and someone didn't follow up on it. and Yeah, or it just really blended in. <laughs> but the internet saw that shit right away. Oh, of course. Of course. And I think one of the later episodes, one of the other actors had a water bottle in, in a scene, like a plastic water bottle. Like, there's a water bottle by his feet. They had to ban, like, all, like... <laughs> like, you must be dehydrated to be on Game yeah. of Thrones. Now. No beverages on set. Yeah, leave them in your trailers. But that is so few and far between. For the countless hours of television and movies that are put out there, how often does that happen? Not Yeah, that's true. Not very often. And what's crazy is, like, the whole... The podcast and the YouTube world, you see shit like that all the time. Bad lighting, bad sound. Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, the majority of YouTube stuff these days is oh, pretty... Oh, YouTube. Because it's not really... That's not a lot of... 
it's not ever put in. I mean, you're talking about something that's like very well produced to something that's just like done in someone's garage. I agree. Well, I know, but that's where I'm trying to stand out with my stuff is like not being the same as like this. Just like yeah, and I and I think that's and that's actually the angle that I was trying to go when I had the YouTube show is like I wanted something that I wanted to be like put on YouTube but not look like it was like look look make it look like it was well produced so it'd be different so it wasn't just like you know someone standing from the camera and just talking. Did it work? I don't know. I don't know. YouTube's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's one of the, another one of those things. I just don't get it. Well, and it's very different than what it was because everything has to be PG now to make any money at it. Yeah. Because really, YouTube is the television for smaller kids these days. It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's a yeah for sure. It's definitely like a high school, junior high, like it's that like generation. It's made more for that. You know. Like, all of the YouTube stars and stuff, I have no idea who they are. I have no clue. And I'll tell people about this show, like, and younger people are like, are you on YouTube? Like, well, actually, I am. The audio is there. I mean, I don't make a set from it except for my regular advertisers. But the audio is there. Yeah. I mean, I'd be foolish not to put it there. But you know, all video-wise, all you get is the clips because nudity happens on this show sometimes. And YouTube definitely ain't going to let me get away with that. <laughs> and right. I really don't want to spend the time to blur out someone's perfectly nice breasts when vimeo is very happy to let me put nudity up oh vimeo doesn't care they don't care about any of this stuff nope as long as it's not actual pornography they do not care oh okay i actually emailed them before i opened my pro account like this is what i do nudity sometimes happens are you guys gonna ban my account because before i drop vimeo is not free to host on it well it is till you start putting up fucking a lot of content Mm -hmm. you know each one of my episodes and video Rendered is almost 10 gigs. Oh, wow. So on a free account, that have been nothing. Yeah. They're like, no, that's perfectly cool. We're okay with nudity as long as there's no actual like stimulation or pornography happening. I'm like, awesome. Pornography does not happen. Kit Mercer and Alexis Tay, sorry, almost ran afoul of that. <laughs> like, I had to cut to my camera, just like, so this is happening. <laughs> free porn. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Just me talking about it while I was having on other cameras. <laughs> like, guys, please stop. I'm gonna have to edit this out. This is great and all, but um, 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 I can't show it. I could talk about it. Like, Kit's currently <laughs> sucking on Alexis's tits. This is happening in my living room, but that's what's so great when you like go on like the radios, like the radio shows and stuff like that. How good some of these, um, some of these. People are like describing exactly what's happening, like detail, like giving. I'm like, damn, like I would not even think to have like even like describe something so well, you know? Like it's it's crazy because radio is tough when it comes to things that are visual. It is because you have to just get into like, you know, just saying you're wearing a tie dyed skirt isn't good enough. That's yeah. like, it's like, oh, it's a tube top, it's tie dyed. Doesn't know how to describe everything like in detail, and so it's, it's hard to like like to teach yourself what that is, what that means. It's the theater of the mind of it. Yeah. And, like, what people are going to want to see. So, like, what they can picture in their head, you know. It's, like, it's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a skill, for sure. Uh, it's a skill that I'm not the best at. I'm not the worst at it. I try. Yeah. Well, really, all you need to do is know how to talk. I don't know how to do that. Well, it could be tough, tough too, I guess, for some people. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days, I'll get that whole talking thing down. <laughs> I have one thing I never had a problem with is talking. I used to get in trouble all the time when I was younger for talking too much, like, in school. I always had to go stand in the corner. They made you stand in the corner? 
yeah, sometimes, yeah, because I would, I wouldn't have a problem. In fact, there was a, I was in this like holiday party. I'm sorry, holiday production where it's like you know like basically singing like songs like you know on stage whatever and everyone had like there's people with instruments and it's like the singers and it, the background people like some people had instruments some people didn't i had that thing that you shake i don't even know what it's called a maraca no like they're like the, the round ones with a little tambourine yeah i had to do that in the back i was in the very back right but i was in the back and i didn't think anyone would see me even though everyone could see me i was on stage and i talked i was with my friend my friend's mom videotaped the whole thing I'm in the back talking the entire show, nonstop to the person next to me. I did not stop talking through the entire show. I'm just sitting there going on, and she has the video of me doing that, and it's the funniest thing. I was so not even aware of what was going on. Were you at least shaking the tambourine? No. <laughs> I was holding it, though, and just talking. Because I don't have an attention span to sit there and just like be like, you know, I mean, like it was, it was whatever. I was in the back, but literally the whole video is me talking in the background. <laughs> Talking has never been a problem. I seem to find things to say, whether or not they're interesting or not. <laughs> it's all other subject. But I can find something to say all the time. <laughs> hey, that's, in a lot of cases, we'll just see you through. <laughs> in a lot of cases, just confidently saying something, people will be like, oh, okay. Could be completely fucking wrong. <laughs> but you just say it with enough confidence in your voice. and people, oh. It'll be convincing enough. Yep. And that's all you need, to be convincing enough. <laughs> I have one buddy... But when I introduce other friends, so I'm like, he's going to say some shit. And he's going to say it so confidently. You're going to go along with it? Don't do it. It's going to be wrong. Yeah. It's going to be fucking wrong. My favorite one that he, he got me, he got one over on me. We were in Spain. And we were staying out by the Mediterranean coast. And we had to make it back to Madrid for one of the other friends to fly out. And then me and one other person were going to bum around Madrid for the day. I'm like, I'm going to rent us a car. It's a three-hour drive. My buddy's like, there's no way you guys are going to make it back for him to make the flight. Take the train. It'll be cheaper. You'll have plenty of time. So I canceled the reservation on the car. Fucking train was 80 euros a person. <laughs> the car was 115 euros. <laughs> and when I Googled, because we didn't have internet out where we were staying, and I just took his word out how long the drive was, I Googled it. I'm like, oh, no, no, you would have made your flight with hours to spare if we'd rented a car. He just confidently convinced us. <laughs> it happens. There are some people who are very convincing in their bullshit. They get, it's like professional bullshitters. Well, that's the thing. He wasn't actually even bullshitting. That's, he just honestly believed Oh, us. he did know. He did think that that was actually the case. Yeah, he, he wasn't just trying to bullshit us to bullshit us. He just so confidently in... But you didn't think, like, maybe I should check the prices before I cancel? Well, we had, didn't have internet once we got down there. Mm -hmm. It was like we had internet at where we were staying at internet... Like, we pretty much had to go to, like, Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi. Because oh, yeah. it was 2015, and I didn't have a mobile plan that would work in Spain. You have to get the international, right? Well, I do now. Yeah. I do now. At the time, Sprint's international plan was atrociously expensive. Oh, really? <laughs> Took his word for it, and we just didn't show up for the reservation because I didn't put any money down for it. <laughs> That's good. And then we got to the translation, like, 80 euros a piece. I'm like, oh, I hate it. So <laughs> 80 fucking euros? Are you fucking kidding? And you did, but you did make it. Oh yeah, I mean, we all made it. Like plenty of time to spare. You know, he made his flight. Me and uh, the other person checked into my hotel, power napped, and then went out and hit Madrid for a while. You like it? I love Spain. Have I've you been? I've never been to Spain. I've been to London. I've been to France, Paris, and Australia. We're in Australia. 
Byron Bay. Okay, where is that? Uh, clean. It's by by Queensland. It's like a. It's um, by it's, it's towards the, um, Great Barrier Reef, like that. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a surfer town, um, and it's also the the hemp capital. It was It's a. It's. It was funny because I. I was looking because I went by myself. It was my the first trip I was going to take. That was like an international trip that was by myself. I, but I wanted to go to Australia so bad, and I didn't like it was so expensive that it's not wasn't something that I could like just like say like grab a friend and say like you know come do because it's so expensive. I had to like save up my money to actually do this. Although at the time that I went, it was the the exchange rate was like almost fifty cents. Like so it's so cheap. It's so cheap to go there. It's still really expensive in their money when you get down there. Now it's now it's now it's almost I think one isn't it one to one now. Uh, or it might be even more. There. When I went in 2014, it was like 75 cent, 75 US to one Australian dollar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, really? So it was more. So it was, you know, still favorable. It's actually uh, one Australian dollar equals 67 cents. Oh, okay. Right now. So it's gone down a little bit. But it, yeah, it was one Australian dollar equals 75 US. Okay. So, but it, it was still $20 Australian for a cocktail. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, wow. So. Oh wow, this is so that'd be okay. Yeah, so when I went when I went it was it was really it was really cheap. It was really cheap when I went. So everything was really cheap. I mean like it was like half the price. Like like if you wanted a massage it was like half the price there when it was here. Like it's just crazy cheap. Everything was. And then, like but it was but I really wanted to go and I couldn't like didn't have anyone to go with, so I just said fuck it, I'm going by myself and it was the first trip. And I went and it was like the first time I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go to a restaurant, I'm gonna eat dinner by myself. I'm gonna do this by myself, I'm gonna do it. And I was like so determined to. I wanted to do this because was, was all these things I was kind of scared of doing. Like I never gone to a restaurant by myself before, and like always felt so awkward. And it was super awkward. <laughs> it is so awkward. But I was like, I'm gonna power through this. Cause I'm gonna do it. This is all the things I like need to do. But it was it was cool. But, you know, I met people like right away. The Australians are super friendly, and they love Americans. They're so cool. And like the the, the one thing that was, was so obvious that was so different here is especially here in LA is how slow everyone moves there. Everyone's just going at a totally chill pace. Like it's like there's no hurry. There's no hurry to get anywhere. So like if you're waiting in line at the supermarket, the the people who are like the person checking out with the you know they're they'll be sitting there chatting for a long time, and there'll be a huge line, and no one in line cares that they're sitting there just ch- chatting with the person. They're just like talking. No one cares. Then there's me going like, oh my god, what's taking so fucking long? God damn it! This is taking so. And then I had to like I literally had to stop myself going like, wait why am I stressed out right now? Why is this stressing me out? I'm like, this is no reason. I'm like, I have nowhere to be. Why am I stressed out right now? It's like that whole mentality that you need to hurry up, hurry up. get. The, but everyone else in line who's like, you know, they're just like, whatever, whatever. I'll get there when I get there. It doesn't matter. You know, and I'm just like, that's such a great way of thinking because you can imagine like how much like, that's just like all the stress that's like slowly killing us that you don't have. <laughs> yeah, it's not slowly killing me. It's killing me pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. I just like no, You're, the light is green. Fucking go through it. I know it's like what? go the fuck through I'm the like, light. Hello, are you fucking sleeping over there? It's like what the hell? It's oh, like wait, wait. I am the driver that like if you are not moving ten seconds after that light goes green, I'm honking. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, that's a, that's one of the biggest pet peeves are actually the people who are like you like literally just pause a millisecond and there's already somebody pounding on the horn trying to get like I'm like dude I know <laughs> give me a second like it's like is that you? That's me. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I honk at people about that. <laughs> I honk at people that don't pull into the intersection when they're making a left. Oh, I hate that. It's like, dude, go, just go. Right. Well, neither one of us is really going to be able to turn until it turns yellow. <laughs> but 
Um, as many of us as possible need to make it through that yellow. I know. And if you're not in the intersection, someone else ain't making it. And so there's like, what, one person per light? Uh-uh. Yeah. That's a, that is really annoying. Or the people that like slow to a complete stop to make a right. No turn signal, like complete stop to make a right. Like, you don't have to stop, motherfucker. <laughs> Just make the goddamn right. <laughs> yeah. Make the fucking right. Or people who stop at it yields. Yeah, when no one's coming. Yeah. It's like, LA is a huge car culture. We are stuck in our cars for fucking ever. Don't make it any goddamn worse. I know. Or people who are sleeping when the light turns. That's the, that's the thing. I see, I have a problem with with my horn. Like, I don't like to do it unless it's absolutely necessary. And so, like, it, like it's always the people who are like, you're like, the light's so long. And it's like, so much traffic, the light's so long. And we're waiting. And the person's literally sleeping at the wheel. And so the light turns green. And they're not moving. And I'm always... Because they're probably texting. They're probably, yes. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm like sitting there going like, okay, you're going to go any second. I'm like, I don't want to have to use my horn. I don't want to have to use my horn, but I will. God damn it. I'm using it. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking obnoxious. I do give people the benefit of the doubt. And then it usually, and then like right when you're about to go through, it turns like yellow. I'm like, God damn it. I'm making it. I'm going through it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't give them the benefit of the doubt at all. <laughs> Fuck them. Fucking in the car too much. Fucking drive. Yeah, it's true. It gets really frustrating. And this, just, people just don't know how to drive. No, people will try to box you in when you try to merge. Like, I just picked, some, picked my buddy up at LAX the other day. Like, trying to get out of the lane. I have my signal on to show that I'm coming out. And people will just try to, like, bo- like dude, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Or, or, like, if you're trying, like, if there's a ton of traffic, like, then this, like, it's, like, bumper to bumper. And you're trying to get over into the lane. And... There's this one time it was in the early morning and I was like going to the airport or something and I'm trying to merge into the lane and I end up just getting a little window with this guy and I just like go in front of him and he starts screaming out of his window at me. I'm like, dude, really? I'm like, you're really going to get that mad because I went in front of you because you weren't letting anybody else in and everybody here has to be able to get into this lane. It's not just me, but he was so angry and I'm like, you need to chill out. You really do. Because it's like, like, the, like stuff like that, it's like, it's like there's nothing you could do about it. People are going to get into that lane because everybody needs to merge over. There's not like, what are we supposed to do? Just sit here and wait for there to be like a huge fucking gap for us to get in. It's like, it's not going to happen. No, time, not like, at all. The hours of this time and this time. <laughs> not at all. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, and, and people who just like, they see you coming and that you need to merge, like you need to merge over and they go faster so that you can't. Yeah, I hate those people. Too. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's like, it's so funny because I appreciate people who are like, like nice and they actually like will slow down and let you in. I'm like, oh my God. It's a nice person. Oh my god! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> like, I hate when like I'll because I will slow down and let people in. Like if I see you have your signal on, yeah, come on in, man. But it, if it's really heavy traffic and like there's not even an acknowledgement that I let you in, it's like, all right, I see how it is. <laughs> I see how it is. Just reaffirming my lack of faith in people. That's the per- that's the that's the person who like who slams the door in your face when you're going through it. Doesn't think yeah. about it, you know, or <laughs> you're like. You're like, see, no, I would have just held it open in just a second more just to say, yeah, here, I'll hold it open for you. But then you see me coming, and you're just going to close it. And it's just going to... Right, or hitting the close button on the elevator as you see me coming. <laughs> yeah. Dick. It's like, you really need that extra millisecond, do you? <laughs> Apparently they do. Yeah. But on that note, Ryder, it's actually about the time we're going to call last call on this motherfucker. We've been at this for two hours already. Well, since I was getting kind of hungry, so I kind of felt like it might have been. Awesome. <laughs> so, where can they find you on the narcissistic internet um uh twitter twitter oh it's a the wait no sorry getting them confused my brain's not working see my brain's stopping and now this is where it stops um my twitter account is writer sky xxx 
and Instagram is the real writer's guy. And my website is writersguy.com. And um, yeah, that's what I have up right now. No OnlyFans, no is my girl. My OnlyFans is not up at the moment. Oh. But that's not to say that I won't be starting it up again. But yes, um, but it, OnlyFans is writersguyxxx. You can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter. Matt Slayer on Instagram. Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter. And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers.